0: Oh hello, bigots! Hello. I hope you're all wearing your blindfolds, bigots. <laughs>
1: the, the best is is like his like froggy croak laugh at the end. We <laughs> <He> blindfolded them.
0: We <laughs> sterilized them on the king's birthday. <laughs> Quite the auspicious date. <laughs> and they never had children. None of them. <laughs> And we purchased their resources for dirt cheap. (laughs) Oh, oh, the good old days.
1: The good old days. I got too many windows pulled out. There we go. Let's get those windows out of here. Those windows are for later. What's up, bigots? We're here to learn. Are you guys here to learn? I'm here to learn.
0: (laughs) Oh, it's quite like a Gandalf laugh. Oh, 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 you've had too much of your pipeweed. There, old, old Prince Philip. <coughs> oh, we would sit around and smoke the pipeweed and talk about sterilizing all of the extra plebs. <coughs> and we blindfolded them all and cut the peepees off. <coughs> And then we gave them Facebook and YouTube, and they all wanted to be social media stars. And we, we turned all the social media stars into Craven Retard Degenerate. And now, now they all mimic them. <laughs>
1: okay. Okay, let's land this plane time to get serious guys it's time to get serious and we got a lot to learn today we got a lot to learn about where do, i don't even know where to start i don't even know where to start There we
2: go. a superhero mask song this is my superhero mask it keeps us both safe My mask is blue and I wear it on my face It covers up my chin and nose and mouth So the germs don't go in and the germs don't go out If you want to be a superhero like me Just put on a superhero mask
3: This
2: is my superhero mask It keeps us both safe my mask has polka I want to it be, be a superhero. And
1: no and so germs. Don't go out. They stay right there you on your face, on the right there. Not in or out. Just right there. Sometimes back in. A lot of back in. A lot of back in, for right there. No out.
2: This is my superhero mask. It keeps us both. Safe. Both of us. My I wear mask it for you. Awesome, and I wear it on yeah. my face.
0: Oh, your chin's covered. No one can see your face. No, they don't go out. They don't go out. You can't see your smile. No smile. No one can see your facial expressions. Oh. Hi, superheroes. Hey. Hey. She knows that we're superheroes, too. You guys see that? Hi, superheroes. It's One more time. Call me a superhero again. I've had, I've had a really hard day.
4: Hi, superheroes. It's
0: me. Oh,
1: oh I'm sorry, guys. It's just it's been a long week. There have been many crazy oh, things. Tuesday. It's Tuesday and it's been a long week. I just I need this. This is this is so helpful. I hope you guys are. Hope you guys are, uh, are enjoying this. This is really helping me.
2: Hi, superheroes.
1: Oh. It's me,
2: Lori Berkner. Thank you so much for wearing your mask. You're welcome. I in a place where it's safe for me to take it off. So You're I'm going to say welcome. the rest of this without my mask on. First okay. of all, thank you for watching. And if you like this video, I hope
0: you'll hit the like button.
2: Oh.
0: Also, if you want to see more videos and get a notification... <laughs> Just give the like button a little tickle. You the like button. Just give a little pokey, pokey, pokey tickle. ...when I make them, please subscribe. Okay. That also helps me to make more videos for oh, you. Good. And if you I'm want so to see more of the videos, I'm, I'm so much bigger now. and stronger than oh. you.
1: Interrupt this important message for some toxic masculinity from Roxanne, but she didn't know that it would trigger that toxic masculinity alert, so I forgive her. She donates five bucks. we got the only, the only supporters so far at the Day Stream. You guys in the chat over there begging me, telling me, oh, do the stream, man, don't reschedule for tomorrow. And then only one of you, only one of you sent Super Chat. How dare you? But Roxanne, you, you are a star. This is a, superhero. This is a you're a superhero. If you want to be a
0: superhero, put the mask on your face and send a Super
5: Chat via the Stream Labs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Roxanne is a superhero, she says, "Let's be superheroes together." Thank you, Rock. Thank you, Roxanne. Um, that, we really appreciate. Already that. made. You Leave can do funding.
2: that at the Lori Berkner Band YouTube
6: channel.
1: Lori Berker, Thank man. you right. so
5: much for watching. Bye, superheroes.
1: <laughs> Bye Lori.
0: Bye, Lori. I'm feeling
5: good as hell about this dog.
1: Feels like little Wayne with his scissors mm. Uh oh. Uh oh. We got we got X Jake's donates five bucks. Says you think this is a game? You think this is a freaking game? You guys think this is a game? We got we got superheroes. We got the poppin' twins. Hello.
7: Oh my important that a, a lot of people get this message that they gotta start strapping these things around their faces to well, make sure everybody's healthy around them, right? So <laughs> we
0: gotta got strap up. Yo, obviously the youth, they be knowing that you gotta be strapped up with the mask, dog. Yo, you holding? What? Yo, you holding,
1: homie? Am I like, holding? Chat's disconnected. What are we doing? Are we still here? Dang it. I don't know, we're still alive. Yo, you holding? You holding, dog? Yeah, I'm holding. Holding my face diaper in my pocket. About to put it on and keep you safe, homie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: You know I'm always strapped rolling into the party with my mouth strapped. Uh, got my face jock strapped. Fucking getting hyphy with these masks. Ain't no germs coming out. Germs all up on my face. Make me feel like I'm smoking sherms up in space. Up in the Bay Area making my fizz face. Yeah, I just rhyme fizz face with face and space. And I'll do it again because I'm the best rapper. That's why they call me the ace. Mmm. You know, <laughs> we teenagers, you know, the
4: audience. and people For everybody who's just listening, like... Mm a catchy song to to wear a mask like i would listen to that too like Me wear too. your mask like you know yeah. a, a beat song like okay it's telling you to wear your mask and you know people who listening like, what oh, okay that's what's up they that's what's up. they promoting to wear a yeah, mask like they say like Wearing your mask can like it can save you, like keep you from getting sick, prevent you from getting sick. Like if y'all can hear, I sound sound a little congested. Like I wear my mask, but like I like, just from being outside, like the weather changed. Yeah,
0: power to the people, power to the people, the people yeah, got like, the no, power. It's,
4: it's do you feel like, like you know, the part of the community like that's in your age range, do you see a lot of them wearing masks? Are they kind of like, whatever, it's not I, I, real, we out here, I don't care about COVID. I, 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 I'm I'm
0: right. so I just can't uh, see uh, so uh, 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 Look
1: at that, that guy's like, uh-uh. uh-uh, disappointed face, uh-uh, not cool, not cool, you hate grandma, she hate your grandma, come on, girl. I don't
4: like wearing masks, like, they can't your the face. Right. I don't really like wearing masks, but, like, it, it is important because COVID yes. is, real life. Real, like wearing, is real, like, it's real, like, wearing. Science is real. Science like, is real. Because I honestly don't times. like to wear my mask, because, mm. like, I wasn't used to wearing my mask, so, like, for the last seven months, we got to walk around wearing masks. Like, it's that's not something we used to, like, know what the building is like to wear a mask, so it's, like... Something new to us just to oh wear your mask. You can't go outside unless necessary. Uh-huh. So it's hard to wear a mask. Like, you can't go outside without a mask, can't go in the store without a mask. Like mm-hmm. I've been forgetting my mask at home and it's like, dang, I forgot my mask. We gotta turn it all the way back around. So like just wear your mask. Like it ain't it ain't that hard. Yeah. Cause Be- think about the people that work at the doctors that wear their masks for twenty four hours. Yeah. Right. Right. right.
1: right. No, it's to just actually not true. Actually not true at all. Actually, not true whatsoever at all. They would only put that mask on just so they don't spit into the patient when they're doing surgeries and whatnot. Absolutely not true. But, you know, you guys are you're doing a good job. You guys are doing a good job. We appreciate that. We appreciate that. So the young people stepping up, speaking truth to power, right? I mean, that truth got spoken to power right there. And, and I appreciate that. So, you know, we, we got to do the, the obligatory – the obligatory introductions, remember to, to uh, be a good global citizen and wear that mask. Now, today, of course, we're learning more about some of these huge issues that affect us, right? These huge issues that affect us, like people refusing to wear masks when they're alone in their homes, right? Um, real huge issues. Um, issues like the patriarchy.
8: Carnists will try to befriend you, they'll try to say, the vegan ideology, you've been brainwashed, come over here, that's brainwashing,
0: (laughs) that is the actual
1: brainwashing. Alright, mental health expert Michelle Lowe, so mentally healthy. Helen Guilford donated five bucks, she just says nothing. Thank you, Helen. Uh, Painous colada. Also donated five dollars and fourteen cents. Thank you very much. Penis Colada says polyamory is unnatural. If you think about it, naturally the first person you boink is most likely the first person who you have children with and take care of. Did our ancestors really boink hundreds of people without having children? Don't think so. Yeah, the well, the arguments for it they 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 would they would critique and say that the uh, they would say that that patriarchy though the patriarchy though um, that it's only it's only because been brainwashed into thinking that you want things like families, private property, right, um, tradition. These are these are the tools of the patriarchy, and we're about to get woke, and we'll learn we'll learn all about that because part of the patriarchy, part of the oppression that is oppressing all of us, oppressed, suffering sufferers, all of us poor, suffering sufferers who are just they they won't stop oppressing us, the system. The man, the man. You know why it's called the man? Because the patriarchy, and part of that apparently is uh, poly, uh, monogamy, monogamous relationships, and these are outdated. We don't really need them anymore. So we're going to learn a little bit more about that. I didn't even realize this. I, what, uh, my wife's right here with me, but she she doesn't really know that we're poly uh, yet. Well, I guess now you know. I just said it. Nice. We're poly now. <laughs> we're poly guys. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what it means yet. Let's learn. Polyamory 101, everybody.
3: We eight, live in a world... Eight, oh,
1: excuse me. Oh, there we go. We live in a world. You sure we don't live in a society? Uh, eight signs polyamory is for you. This is from psych to go psych to go right? They help you with your psychological issues. Mental health experts.
3: We live in a world where the idea of love is fed by a happily ever after. Our perception of what should and should not be. Wait, wait what is this?
1: The, the, it's, why are all these screens? <laughs> oh no, they, they can't even see it yet. Hold on, hold on. I'm just, excuse me, excuse me, bigots. I'm so sorry. Start over. Eight signs falling memories for you. So check this out.
3: We live in a world where the idea of love is fed by a happily ever after. Our perception of what should and should not be is completely skewed by what we have learned in media. So. Why don't you go ahead and watch this piece of media? And this piece of media will help skew your
0: perspective on relationships.
3: Okay. The typical pattern of intense passion and emotions, a conflict that makes us fight for that godforsaken love, and then the resolution of being together forever we see any romantic or sexual interests outside of that relationship as immoral and that we must constrain ourselves for this one love for the rest of our lives.
1: Damn, that's so restrictive. <laughs> that's so, what, how, how is that the framing? That's the framing. So we, we just think that we're supposed to have a monogamous relationship because the TV told us so. But don't worry. The TV is going to tell you that it's not what's important. There's other ways. <laughs>
3: But is there such a thing as your one and only love? Is it not possible to love more than one soul? This question has resulted in cheating, divorce, resentment, conflicts, and a lot of lying. Is monogamy monogamy. the only way to be in a loving relationship? More and more people are finding healthy relationships inside consensual, non-monogamous relationships. In actuality, the cultures that only accept monogamous relationships are in the minority worldwide. According Whoa,
0: you're minority.
3: <laughs> to a paper, in the Journal of Evolutionary Biology, 83% oh. of societies allow polygamy. Oh. At Psych2Go, we're bringing you the eight signs polyamory may be right for you. Yeah. The first sign is that you have always felt limited and confined in conventional relationships. <laughs> we're going to start this out by telling you that conventional relationships are limiting and
0: confining. One of the signs you might want to be poly, is if you think that relationships are limiting and confining. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and spend the first minute of this um, making you believe that <laughs> monogamy is, is so confining. And guess what? Guess what? Since you already believe that, since we
3: just told you that you believe that, polygamy might just be for you. It's not the person you're with that's making you feel confined. It's the situation. Have you ever felt like you're no longer acting as an individual, but always thinking about being faithful to your partner? And you can't help but think, does this come from a place of love, freedom, and security? Oh, do
0: you you sometimes feel like animalistic desires? Do you you sometimes feel... Do you sometimes feel like you just want more out of life? (laughs) Do you sometimes... Are you sometimes attracted to other people? You should most definitely explore polyamorous relationships and drop your monogamous relationships and get rid of your family. Families are so repressive. What the fuck is this?
1: Look at that chain in between them. Look how lame non-poly relationships are. That's so boring. It's so confining. Look, you're in a box and you're sad with a sad face. This is for adults. This is not for fucking children. Remember, this is for adults. they're putting this content out <laughs> for adults. Presumably, presumably, right? I mean, this is they're, they're talking about eh, relationships, like how could you what child has experience with long-term healthy relationships? You see how they they treat you? They treat you like your children. They infantilize you. You're being constantly infantilized in all this media. This is insane.
0: Look how sad you'll be. Oh, look at these people. They're sad together. One's happy, but then they're probably (laughs) (laughs) sad.
1: That's racism, man. I love to racism, bro. Okay. DB donate five bucks. What's up, DB. Thank you so much, DB. DB's a regular. DB supporting the stream, appreciate that, man. It Says uh, if you want to see the cringe that is polyamory, search <laughs> "love don't judge." Search "love don't judge" on the Truly YouTube channel. Thank you very much. Uh, we'll search for that in a second. Love don't judge. Let me just uh, let me just copy and paste that and pull up a tab here. I can write down. It's okay, we got it. Love don't judge. Yes. Oh, I had that pulled up. Oh, you're there. You go, DB. You're on the right. That's that's actually where to go. That is there. T- two tabs over. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Hold your horses, DB. We're learning why it might be for you. First of all, it might be for you because normal relationships are just like this. Sad. Look at this girl. She can't even afford. She can't even afford a full dress or knees. She doesn't even have knees. She's so tense and rigid, her knees have disappeared. <laughs> she's just in a box. But look, look, maybe monogamy is okay. I do, do as an swip. individual. Every what time is? I start the okay. video, one of you bigots supports, and I appreciate that. Paul the Carnivore, what's up, dude? Donates five bucks as I support this bigot. Yes. Thank you, Paul. Appreciate that.
3: But always thinking about being faithful to your partner. And you can't help but think, <laughs> does this come from a place of love, freedom, and security? Or does it come from a place of ownership, jealousy, and fear? Oh, yeah. Being with one person, that's all fear. Patriarchy, that's just
0: jealousy. It's just jealousy. Bring the refugees in your daughter's room.
1: The refugees should be sharing beds with your daughters and your wife. Wouldn't your daughter like it more if she had three dads? Yeah, she would. Don't be so selfish,
3: don't be so selfish. Sign number two is that you learn so much about yourself through others. Relationships are fun, yes, but they are also incredible opportunities to learn and explore different aspects of yourself. Each person is a universe and both negative and positive experiences that we venture in with them are a journey to learning and growing individually as a person. If you are limited to only one relationship, there may be aspects of yourself you are neglecting. Sign number three is that you are the kind of person who feels energized by other people. Does diving into experiences with people outside of your primary... So if you're a
1: person that feels energized
0: by experiences with other people, if you're a human and you enjoy being around other people, you might want to be poly. This This is so subversive. This is so subversive. Do you like having fun? Do you like feeling... do you like feeling love from a lot of people I feel 10 feet tall right now and strong as an ox who the fuck is this guy (laughs) hey who the fuck are you huh who the fuck are you okay I like it alright
9: okay
1: thank you very much we got another super chat there Milk Tea Alliance, what's up, Milk Tea Alliance, 541, says, I, Carnivore Alliance, changed my name to Milk Tea Alliance to be in solidarity with the real Milk Tea Alliance formed by the Hong Kong, Taiwan, and Thai protesters. I pray for a miracle for them. What does that have to do with anything that we are talking about? Milk Tea Alliance, you're you're so off subject, but I appreciate the super chat, and uh, yes, I'm so glad... Um, I, I, I changed my name to the, the voter suppression, the anti-voter suppression alliance because the grownups on, on the TV have been telling me that orange man is suppressing all the votes from all the women. And he just wants to put all the women in cages with Mexican children. And if we don't get rid of him, everything's going to be bad and we're all going to die forever, always. So that's my new name. Thank you very much. Milk Tea Alliance.
3: Relationship, nurture, energize, and refresh you. Do you feel energized and refreshed after you have an innocent, yet perhaps a little flirtatious coffee with someone from the opposite sex whilst in a relationship? Do you like having
1: really shallow uh, encounters with other people and boosting your, your, uh, your fake sense of self? by being flirty with other people? Do you enjoy getting gratification from random strangers because you idolize the opposite sex and need constant gratification from other strangers because you're always trying to find a new mommy or daddy figure so that you can suck them dry of their energy and then move on to the next person to drain and suck dry of their energy so you can live a long and pointless meandering life Never having a true relationship or a family, never committing to everybody, anybody or truly getting to know yourself, just bouncing from flippant relationship to flippant relationship so that you can die alone and all of your resources will never be passed on to anybody because you won't own any land, you won't own a home, you won't own anything because you will be completely enslaved to your passions, well then polyamory might be for you.
3: It does not have to imply any physical engagement. An innocent lunch date is enough. In a polyamorous relationship, you are free to flirt, have fun, and share your experiences free. with other people You're in free. any way you desire.
1: Any way, any hole, any time. Designed is that you
3: like to constantly challenge yourself in order to grow. Yeah. The most common reason for people rejecting an open relationship is jealousy. They would rather not deal with the intensity of jealous feelings they would get with the very imagination of their partner engaging with someone else. But what if polyamory will teach you to be less jealous and to love with complete freedom? Oh. Would this not be like taking an entire weight off of your shoulders? Yeah. This experience, while still being a very difficult you're gonna one. Have so
1: much freedom. You're gonna have so much you're gonna be so free. You're gonna be free from actually having somebody ever get to know you. You can just be fake as fuck. And just as soon as the surface level dries up in the relationship,
0: you can move on.
3: You're so free. <laughs> will teach you to love someone fear jealousy and possession are not things that come from a place of love consider it a love boot camp fear <laughs> listen how
1: this is so dumbed down this is for adults this is for
0: freaking adults <laughs>
3: what the sign fuck? number five is that communication and honesty are very important things for you <laughs> Stand lying about a- wow, you do you enjoy honesty? Oh, you might want to be in a polyamorous relationship. <laughs> you can't stand lying about anything, and let's be honest. Most people feel safer not admitting to their partners I'm, I'm that they good. may be I'm interested sold. In or attracted to someone else. They may also not it. feel safe about telling their partner about certain friendships for fear of jealousy. You are the kind of person who would rather be open about these difficult topics and feel safe in approaching them with your partner. You think it's best and healthier to tackle the situation and finding a compromise that makes you both happy. If there is something forbidden to us, we will only want it more. If we feel free to be with somebody else, then the initial excitement of that forbidden fruit is gone. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's like look if if, if if something's forbidden you're always gonna want to do it so just just try crack
0: try heroin do have you done a speedball look if you've never tried it you're just always gonna want to do speedballs <laughs> have you I mean, if you've never done fentanyl before
3: <laughs> you're
0: just you're always gonna want it you're always gonna want the, you're always gonna want
3: the oxy I number six is that you don't like living life by society's rules and tend are you are you a rebel? Do you like to live on your own
0: terms? Do you feel like you just don't fit in with the crowd?
3: Well, buy this product. I mean, uh, accept in, in, this worldview of polyamory. You question everything. You are not one to follow social constructs of what should and should not be. You often find yourself questioning these impositions made on us. Polyamory is instantly rejected by society and almost seen as a threat to normal relationships and normal family life. Look, look at
0: polyamory. It's all rainbow, so many cool colors.
3: And then normal.
0: It's like, it's in brackets. Normal's in brackets, one color. Lame, boring. Polyamory, it's like rainbow, gay, amazing, bi-curious, amazing, freedom, liberty. Normals, like, not even gay. Not even bi-curious. Lame. Probably homophobic. We
5: didn't even kiss a dude, so is a homophobe.
1: Oh, man, I want to be poly.
5: I'm
1: not going to be lame-ass normal. Freak, I ain't no normie.
3: However, you prefer to live an experience for yourself before deciding your opinion on something. Sheep. As opposed to following everybody else like a sheep. <laughs> crazy. This is fucking nuts. Sign number seven is that you trust your love and connection with this person more than anything. Look!
1: By the end of it, it's all happy faces because you're Pauline you're now. It starts off with sad faces, people in boxes, and now it's freedom, rainbows,
0: bi-curious, dudes kissing dudes.
3: Amazing! You don't think that Whoa. seeing someone else could possibly take away from your love and devotion to your partner. If anything, it might even strengthen your appreciation for them. If the connection you have is authentic, then it is really hard for that to just go away with the introduction of someone new. Sometimes we just enjoy someone new in our lives, but that does not mean we want them to ever replace our partner. And finally, sign number eight is that you are aware that we can love more than one person and feel attracted to more than one person. We have so much love. If we learn to accept that one person cannot fulfill every desire that we have, (laughs) then we will immediately resent our partner less and appreciate them more. If we decide to allow ourselves and our partners to fulfill things we can't through someone else, we are making them happy. And that, my friend, is love. Thank you for watching this video, and hopefully these signs helped you see if you'd potentially be open for a polyamorous relationship, or if you're more happy in a monogamous one. Let us know if any of these signs relate to you in the comments, and any videos you might like to see next.
1: Wow! Amazing!
0: Amazing!
1: All right, good global citizens, good global citizens here. What do you guys think? What do you guys think? I, I Probably a lot of you in the chat that you didn't even know that you should be poly, right? Like a lot of you don't really like – are you sheeple? Probably not, right? Well, then you would probably do best with a polyamorous relationship. Do you like honesty? Do you not like – I'm meat? so much better now and I'm so much bigger
0: and stronger than you. Whoa, whoa, whoa.
1: Painless Enchilada donated 513 says polyamory is Disney for adults. <laughs> yeah. Disney relationships this is who they target with this stuff too, right You get raised on Disney, and what are all the Disney films about? They're all about traumatized children whose parents died and then they get abused by some witch character and end up having some Faustian bargain to get superpowers and get um and unleash their passions and their desires and get what they want, whether that be in a uh in a uh bestiality relationship like Beauty and the Beast or getting to be king like the Lion King. Right, these—it's um, always the same. It's always the parents are gone or dead. The child grows up abused and then has some Faustian bargain with a witch to get their desires. So that's Disney movies for you. So the, the, you get the the new level uh, Faustian bargain. It's it's polyamory. That's the new that's the new relationship. This is the new normal. The new normal, and we've even got where would those go? I got some, some funny articles here. Where'd my articles go? I got a whole a little freaking window of articles. And I also have some videos. All right, screw it. I'll find the articles later. We'll keep going with some of the videos. You guys like the videos. You guys probably would rather watch a video than look at an article, right? The article was the one that was in the thumbnail polyamorous relationship in a pandemic. In a pandemic. But let's, uh, we got this clip here first to watch. We've got me, my husband, and our living lovers. This is my Excuse me. Don't interrupt. Me, my, We're oh! Telling vegans that they've been
5: brainwashed is actually
8: just one of the gaslighting techniques I want to highlight.
1: Exposing powerful lies, live streams, donated five bucks. What's up, dude? Jeremy's up in the chat. Jeremy, one of our favorite callers likes to call in sometimes. Jeremy, that's how I do. It says, Streamlabs won't let me donate today. That's weird. That's weird. I'll just, I'll take it as that everybody, everybody go and test it. Try and donate and see if it works. See if it works. Go, go check it for us. Um, make sure that the the $100 donation option works, guys. <laughs> Exposing Powerful Lives live streams. Donates five bucks. It says, Streamlabs won't let me donate today. It was glitching. I don't know. But anyways, monogamy is just a tool. The carnivore elite used to oppress kings and queens. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, I guess that's the, the message, isn't it? You're not a sheeple, are you? Do you? Are you an independent thinker? Do you like honesty? Do you not like living in a box? Do you like people? Do you enjoy being around people? Do you enjoy getting recognized and seen by other people? Then polyamory might be for you. Ditch your family. <laughs> Divorce your husband. Leave your children. And join a poly relationship that was that was basically the message of that I love that the last one was are you not a sheeple <laughs> what the hell I'm so much better now and I'm so much
0: bigger and stronger than
1: you there we go bears farmer made sure it works but maybe we don't know bear Roots farmer I know you're you're a farmer um, maybe it works because of your location in I forget what state you're in like Pennsylvania or Michigan or some one of those one of those states where all those bigots live who refuse to uh, to wear their healthy muzzles and uh, live in smart cities. <clears throat> Beru's Farmer donates five bucks and says, test, and it worked. Mm-hmm. It worked. It worked. So we did have something. It is working for her. Thank you, Beru's Farmer. I appreciate that. Everybody else you got to test, we've got to get at least 100 more tests on there. We've got to get another, another 100 tests. All right, let's learn about Polly.
3: This is Matt. He fell in love with Carmen. Mm. Matt
2: Matt and I have been married for almost nine years
3: now, together for 11. Then Carmen fell for Keith, who was already in love with Brooklyn. And did I mention Brooklyn is also dating Matt? Mm.
10: Mm. I think the best label that we've come up with so far is a heterosexual quad. Or a polyquad,
1: or a double couple relationship. It's called is- it a double double? It's like an in and out double double, and that's what like it's sort of like when we're together. We just like we're just like a big pile of melted meat and cheese in between a couple of white buns. It's amazing.
4: They call their
2: relationship. Not everyone has reacted positively oh, to it. People just assume that when you're polyamorous, they're like, oh, you're into some weird stuff. Yeah, no, no you,
1: you guys are. And you're fucking your children up. <laughs> you stupid degenerate. You stupid little girl. You're screwing your children up. <laughs> your children are now officially fucked up. I don't even know your children, but I know they're fucked up. <laughs>
2: No matter what you do, I mean, people judge you,
10: so. And it's not just judgment they have to contend with. Does anyone ever get jealous? Je- On account count of three, raise your hands. Ready? Go. Matt. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah.
0: but they're transcending it. I thought you guys were
1: transcending it. It's about more love. It's about transcending the jealousy, but you all feel jealousy. What a surprise. What a surprise. Your little polyamory cult. You have jealousy. You have jealousy. All these things, they end up with really weird cult dynamics. That's what it is. I mean if you guys we're gonna we're gonna explore this more. This is why it's polyamory one oh one. We've got you know there this class could go on for the rest of the year. We've got Nature Boy, we still haven't talked about Nature Boy. We haven't checked in on Nature Boy in like in months. And we've only checked up on him once in like the last three years. Nature Boy's been going deep on the polyamory he has got he He's gotta he's gonna harem <laughs> Love don't judge.
10: No, I'm just kidding. Oh my That's how it's gonna be at the intro, Mm -hmm. y'all. Hey, this is like a normal Saturday night. I'm trying to look more comfortable, but it's not working, so. How do the quads start? Um. (laughs) I'm so
6: comfortable. We love each other. Matt
2: and I got into West Coast Swing Dancing last year, and Brooklyn and Keith are kind of the top people. Uh, Oh, stop
0: it! Look at these people! <laughs> Look at this fucking picture. <laughs> what is this? What kind of is <laughs> this picture? Look at this!
1: Stop it! Stop! You
0: uh, stop
1: it! Should we? Should we even go on?
2: people in Nashville to, to do that. And we had seen them around and, you know, Matt and I personally had talked about an open relationship or what that would look like. And we kind of just all hung out a couple of times. You want
3: to find out? It find out.
2: pretty quickly. I mean, and it find was very out. organically too. You'll As
5: a quad, we've been come together. at me and you'll find out how strong I am eating a plant-based diet.
3: You,
1: you're so aggressive. Okay? You're so you'll aggressive, find out. Mark Passio. Calm down. Calm down, buddy. Calm down. We're all intimidated. For about eight months
3: now. Not long into their poly relationship, and all four people in this quad are living under one roof.
10: Keith and I were in an original relationship, and Matt and Carmen are married, in an original relationship as well. We like to call ourselves the OGs. And then we also have the switch where Keith and Carmen are in a relationship, and me and Matthew are in a relationship. You guys,
1: are just, you guys are all mentally ill, and look at your child zonked out, radiating yourself. Looking at, why is your child have a device why is your child wired into your device? You people are ridiculous.
10: Wow. I think the best label that we've come up with so far is a heterosexual quad. Poly quad. Double couple, heterosexual
0: relation. quad.
1: Someone says, lol. Polyamory doesn't work for people who are not mentally ill. Duh. <laughs> I think you nailed it. It works really well for people who are mentally ill and want to raise mentally ill children. I've seen a lot of monogamous relationships that they just make it work. And that's oh, they just make it work? <laughs> I've seen a lot of monogamous relationships. <laughs> this guy's the brains of the operation here. He's, this guy's the philosopher king of the group. I've seen a lot of monogamous relationships that they just make it work.
7: And that's not something that me and Carmen wanted to do. We didn't want yeah. to just make it work for it 20 years, 30
1: years. We wanted to actually live a loving life. Oh. And so if this is the way to do that. but <laughs> <I> always
2: <laughs> thank you for laughing.
1: If this is how to do that, then I guess we'll make it work as our quad. <laughs> our quadriceps gang, whatever the hell you call yourself.
6: But I think
10: she laughs
1: so. at most of them, which is it's great. It's <laughs> actually, it makes me feel really good.
10: Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to be monogamous in today's. <laughs> she hates him.
1: <laughs> she hates him
0: right there. <laughs> She's disgusting. <laughs> Look at this. Look at this. She pats him. She always thanks me for laughing jokes, but I think they're She laughs at most of them, which
1: is. Always
0: thanks
2: me for laughing jokes, but I think they're She Laughs at most of them.
1: That socially distanced touch. Yeah, this is this is really working out for you guys. And this guy, this guy is a flaming heterosexual. This guy is so hetero. He's so fucking straight. This guy loves pussy. He, I fucking love pussy. I fucking love pussy. I fucking love pussies. pussies. I like vaginas so much. This one time, I was like having sex with a vagina with my penis, and I was like doing straight sex with a vagina because I like it. And then, like, I just like was so stoked to be having putting my pee-pee in vagina because I love it. It's great. It's actually, it makes me feel really good.
10: Yeah. (laughs) It's hard to be monogamous in today's day and age. Like there's so many social media outlets, a lot of temptation, if you will. There are pieces. Temptation.
0: (laughs) Their child's like, your fucking three-year-old daughter's on Tinder next to you, bitch. (laughs) Your fucking three-year-old daughter. Look at this guy. Look how he touches his daughter. (laughs) He Pinches her head. Look at this socially distanced fathering. Let's watch, watch the temptation. If okay, you will, it her hair. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, Don't touch me, dad. I'm trying to swipe left on Tinder.
10: <laughs> if you will, there are pieces in oh, the more her. I
0: watch him twiddle her hair. The more.
10: <laughs> right. They're people that aren't always going to align <laughs> perfectly, and if you have other people in your life to kind of fill those gaps.
0: Me and Brooklyn, we. we wait, wait, did a... she just threaten to hit him and he flinched like she was going to punch him in the face? Like, that was a deep flinch. i had a Pillow. Okay.
10: If you have other people in your life. I hope that was a pillow. Kinda... <laughs> okay, Please, she did. She had have a other pillow. So I not oh, oh,
0: hit me. <laughs> She's just like, fucking two for flinching. <laughs> Super flinching, pussy!
1: <laughs> oh, man. I don't know how I can watch the rest of this. I'm learning a lot, though. I am learning a lot. In Brooklyn, we, we tend to have a lot more banter like uh, <laughs> than me and Carmen.
2: <laughs> Keith and I really kind of do more like soul-search work together. Is
0: that fair to say? Or like...
1: Yeah, I think that... Uh, <laughs> we, to... we do
0: like soul-search work together?
1: We like work on our up
0: speak together.
1: We we practice uh, making statements that end in
0: punctuation that make it a question. We together. We work on uh, hand rubbing and making statements with question marks at the end of them together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Soul
2: search work together. Is that fair to say, or like?
1: Yeah, I think that uh, we tend to dig a little deeper into our yeah, feelings. We're each like, one of we're them. like get in like deeper in our feelings. They're super deep into their feelings. This is, this is amazing. What do you think?
6: I have a knot in my thread.
1: No. What do you think, Actually,
6: Polly. I'm. too...
1: You're not not yet it's too much. Too much. Or it's just too gross. Too no, gross. I'm what if it was, like, me and you and, like, nine other women? You think we can make that work? I
6: don't think you could. There wouldn't be any
1: jealousy. You would freak out. <laughs> there wouldn't be any jealousy. Imagine having nine, <laughs> nine wives. We had to live <laughs> One wife is plenty. One, <laughs> one is wife is nice. awesome. One wife is awesome. This, this is so ridiculous. I can't believe these people. You must kind of have roles in each other's lives that...
0: Yeah, I'm uh, half I, your size. Like uh, oh, no, wait a minute. I'm far bigger and far stronger than you.
7: Ah.
1: No, none of these people are. They're all miserable. They're just making each other miserable. That's the whole. That's what polyamory is.
8: my um, uh, to, uh, to, um, uh, and uh, so listen,
1: it's
6: all about pelvic blood flow. You get
0: inadequate clitoral engorgement, um, uh, which um,
1: um, a, uh, a lubricant can be useful. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Dr. Gregor. Man, I would love to talk about poly with Dr. Greger. Mm. Wait, all right. Would you be in a polyamorous relationship with me, you, and Dr. Greger?
6: Me? Yeah.
1: No. Hypothetically. No. What about Dr. Greger and you and another Dr. Greger clone? Oh, yes. Yes, okay. Okay. All right. Uh, Vaginus (laughs) Vonderpenas donated $5.06. Check out Yuri Bezmanov. This is for the viewers. Sure some already know him, but still stinky cheese. Stinky cheese. What is stinky cheese? I haven't heard that one. Thank you very much, Yuri Bezmenov fan. It's, it's, Yuri Bezmenov. We've discussed or well, we discussed deeply, but anybody can look up that name. Yuri Y-U-R-I. Thank you very much. Vajanus wonderpenas. <laughs> uh Luthia and the Moral donated four ninety-nine through Super Chat it says, Sometimes she even laughs at my jokes girl pats him on his arm and awkwardly smiles with disgust yeah that sums up this video uh doorman360 donated two bucks through super chat says that kid is going to hate her parents yeah she's making me hate her parents i try not to hate anybody (laughs) but these people are making me despise them um no, I'm just kidding. If you, if you guys are watching this, you guys are f- uh, Michelle Michelle is nuts. a PT
8: in the poo-poo advocate. Of course
1: you are. Thank you, Michelle. We appreciate that. Michelle, DB donate five bucks, says, I bet you five bigot dollars that neither Keith or Matt are smashing their wives in our cucks to Tyrone. You know? oh. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I don't, I, that's um, why you think about that. What do you think about that? Uh, DB. Thank you very much for that. I think you're probably right, though. Bulls here. That's pretty Dr. Gregor, right? Dr. Gregor's is the, the actual bull. Doctor, They bring in Dr. Gregor as the bull once a month to take care of the uh, the harem. And then... <laughs> yeah. Your family unit overall.
3: But it's not just the four of them living under one roof. Carmen and Matt's two young children are also part of the picture.
0: Oh! They're also part of the picture. How lovely and healthy for them. The room
10: that we watch <laughs>
0: Karen and Ellie know
1: that. Oh, I can't stand this! Look what you're doing to these freaking children. Uh, our generation is already pretty fucked up, right? Millennials and then the, uh, the Zoomers—like a big portion of both those generations, fried, Gen Z too—fried uh, from these electronic devices. Um, look at this! These kids, these kids who are like three, five years old now, and who are living on iPads. And whose face is just buried in their little millimeter wave radiator boxes, their little black mirrors? These kids are going to be so zonked, right? Their worldview is going to be is going to be such mush. Um, this this is what they this is what's getting passed on to them, right? Your family is just a group of hedonistic, self indulgent, um, broken children in adults' bodies. Who pass on zero skills to you, right? These, these dudes probably have no skills. These dudes probably have uh, have zero, zero real life skills. Real, no trades that they're good at. Um, this, is, this is so sad. What are you passing on to your children? What are you passing on to them? You're just, you're, all you're passing on to your children is fucking herpes and an iPhone. And that's sad. A little bit of tism from all these devices.
2: And that we watch <laughs> Karen and Ellie know that Brooklyn and Keith are part of the family, and that we all love them very much. Beyond that, um, we refer to them as their godparents, and that's all you know. They do know.
3: Brooklyn, Keith, mommy, dad,
1: owner, and me and Annie. So, what do you think about having? Oh man. Keith and Brook. What do you think about having? And that's all. Keith you know, They do know. Brooklyn they like having two Keith. dads.
3: Mommy, Dad, owner, and me and Annie.
7: So what do you think about having Keith and
3: Brooke as part of the family now? Um that they're nice to us and I like them being
2: here. Yeah. There probably will be a point where we would tell them. Uh, they don't I mean I at, they're just so young. at six and three I don't think you really even understand what a marriage looks like or a or just a romantic relationship because you don't really have anything to go off of, so I do think eventually
4: we would tell them. Can get
2: some ice cream at the ice cream store?
4: I want to get donuts. Donuts? We go
3: out sometimes and we go to restaurants.
4: Mm
3: hmm. And that's it. With two kids and a long term marriage to Matt, Carmen found it hard opening up about her evolving relationship.
2: I was pretty nervous to tell my family because I felt like they weren't going to be okay with it or judge me. I put it off for a while and then I finally was just like, Mom, we're dating other people. And I just, like, blurted it out. And that heard me on the phone and he was like, oh. And I was like, I'd rather just have it out there. And then, I mean, people are going to judge you if they love you, if they don't love you, no matter what you do. I mean, people judge you, so.
1: Yeah, but love don't judge. Love don't judge. <laughs> this is love, right? They make you think that love is self-indulgence, right? Love is um, it's just it's getting your rocks off. That's love. It's just getting what you want. Freedom. Love is just like somebody who makes you feel good. That's love. Right? They give you this version of love, and it just leads you to being a parasite, and just looking at people as objects. Right? And you just—you have, have sexual object partners instead of loving relationship. And instead of loving relationship, you just see each other as objects. Right. I'm trying to get this. Eight. Look at this light right? I gotta get another light in here. It's a little bit dark. Let's see. It's kind of diffused behind this whole thing. Let's see if that helps. <laughs> it's getting darker. That's weird. If I do this. Hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. Whatever. It's dark. I don't know why it's darker than it was
3: before. With some judgment being harder to deal with than others.
2: They, they tell me all the time how they, they're they like, are you thinking about your children? It's going to mess them up and it's not right and all that stuff. So that's been pretty hard for me because I take parenting very seriously and I would never do something that would put my children in danger. So that's been kind of difficult. Do
0: you have it
2: with two hands? Lick it. I would say the biggest misconception is that people think that we just, you know, do stuff all together and have orgies all day, every day, and that's it. I mean, I feel like people just assume that when you're polyamorous or that you have multiple loves Mm -hmm. in your life, people think they're like, oh, you're into some weird stuff.
10: We feel the most judgment when we first tell people about our relationship. Um, But for the most part, it's been really positive. Most people just have a lot of questions.
2: And it's not just the judgment that this quad has had to contend with.
10: Does anyone ever get jealous? Matt. On account count of three, raise your hands. Ready, go. Matt.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, because that's what it's all about. It's all about being in torturous relationships where you are all acting like freaking spoiled children. This is what happens when your parents never tell you no. I'm not going to buy you that huge-ass box of Lucky Charms, you whiny little shit. When <laughs> Your parents never told you that in the fucking grocery store. When you just got what you want. When you get what you want all the time, Doorman Three Sixty donates five bucks. Says, How irresponsible are these people to involve their children in this exercise in degeneracy? Where is the love? And it's like, well, the the version of love that is being proposed here. It's like love just means getting your rocks off. Love means you get what you want. Love means you uh, you freedom. Right? It feels good. It's the feelies. <laughs> love is freedom and ah, uh, just whatever whatever words make you feel good. That's love. Right, it's this temporary, fleeting version of what real love is. Right, love is just is just this like nihilistic uh, self indulgence. Right, just just indulgence. That's <laughs> and that's love to these people. And that's why they that's why they treat each other like this and they make each other miserable. It's sad. But it's I mean it's like where what what values did their parents get to pass on to them that got interrupted. They got interrupted through mass media, through this cultural programming, through social engineering. Right, their parents are boomers, growing up in the free love days of the '60s. Right, it's like, I mean, what chance do they have to actually learn something? Right, very few people live in, especially you know, big city. They're in Nashville. Who knows? They may have come from suburbs outside of Nashville. They may come from come from rural areas. But the the transmission of knowledge through the generations, if you can break up families um, and the divorce rates that are just insanely high in the U.S. with the alimony laws, the way that that's all set up, it encourages this. It encourages the breakup of families. And they did this in the Soviet Union as well. We had that stream a few uh, streams back. I forget what the title was. When mandatory we something. Mandatory total liberation or something like that mandatory liberation look at that stream we talked about the sexual revolution and how it was used as a social engineering tool during the revolution the Soviet um, uh, during the Bolshevik revolution and they actually had to roll back a lot of these super crazy measures as far as like alimony goes the very liberal divorce laws they had to roll those back because they found that it wasn't conducive to having their little worker be drone society that they wanted it was conducive to breaking up the family and stopping the transmission of tradition Right through Orthodoxy, when they tried to crush the church, uh, executed thousands of priests, deacons, bishops, just destroyed and decimated through genocide. The uh, the culture that could have been transmitted to the next generation. This was a part of it. The sexual liberation, right? There were naked women running around the streets doing performance art in nineteen uh, in in the revolution during the revolution, the Bolshevik revolution. There were uh, it, it was all about free love, right? Freeing the passions. And it resulted in the destruction of the family. And they had all these young men running around. They had all these prostitutes. They had issues with degeneracy because these kids, these boys, didn't have fathers to raise them. So then the Soviet Union had to backtrack. And they would have seen the U.S. divorce laws that you have now as completely insane and far too liberal for the Soviet Union. because it's not about ideology for these people. It's not actually about liberating the sexes. It's not about liberating women or liberating you from the patriarchy. It's about enslaving you to your passions so that you can then be manipulated by them, right? It's about cultural degeneration to turn you into automatons, monkeys who can't stop sticking their dick in every wet hole. That's what they want to turn you into. Self-indulgent, self-loathing, godless apes. That's what they tell you you should be. And that's how you get this. <laughs> raising their hand how appropriate.
10: Yeah, we get jealous a lot, but that's just part of it. It's one of the challenges I feel when we're all communicating mm-hmm. that we can work next through anything. Night. What would I like to do for my next date
1: night? It's like going out and just going to a restaurant? And I do, dinner. but I, mean, I
10: would love to do a date day and go like uh amusement uh, park or something I'll go to like- yes we do schedule switch or OG time however we like to not make it so um, rigid yeah so rigid like a flexible schedule flexible schedule obviously um, if there is a tiff that's happening the yeah, twi- there's
1: always tiffs it's always about little tiffs and little one upping imagine two women two Man, oh dude, I just a ima- like you, you you remember like 7th grade, 8th grade college dorms like the the petty games that little girls play with each other. Little boys do it too, right? But imagine that like <laughs> grown women fighting over their men living in a, in a in a consensual situa- situation where they all agree that they don't really have clear boundaries between these four people. They're all looking for things from each other, but in a parasitic, like energy-draining, vampiric way. And it's just it's 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 such a it's such a soup of mental illness and and um, and manipulation. It's sad. I and mean, it's the cult dynamics. This is why all these all these cults they how they have specific tools. Those tools are usually are usually diet, right? The removal of the animal foods, quality protein, and fat. To put you in that kind of starvation, highly suggestible and manipulable state. That vulnerability that you get when somebody is malnourished. That's one part of it. The vegan, vegetarian diet, all cults use that. right? Um, the DOJ, Department of Justice, actually uh, released this from like 1992 or 1993. There was this, uh, this the policy paper... Uh, what do we even call it? it was a study I believe, or a report concerning ritual abuse and uh what they called satanic cults and one of the important aspects of that was diet another important aspect of these cults is uh weird mind games right uh and, and gaming situations constantly doing like weird role playing games and stuff like that and that's what this is. So all these polyamory relationships, these are just little mini manipulations, psychic vampire cults, right? Just little cult pocket bubbles of, for people to just torture each other. It's sad.
10: I the OG and it's time for us to switch, we don't do that because we haven't seen the best outcome. So we make sure that our relationships are solid before we go into switching. Um, because we don't want anyone to be hurt.
7: We all kind of give each other a look like, hey, is it? <laughs> hey, what, do you, what do you feel like, uh, yeah. hey, that, hey. Hey. <laughs> hey. I don't like that
10: look. So
11: it brings a lot more excitement into it as well because we don't want to lose that. The benefits of being in a poly relationship are definitely um, just having another person to lean on emotionally and connect with them in a deeper level.
3: With so many benefits of being poly. This quad have no intention of going back to being two pairs anytime soon.
10: Being in a quad relationship is just the extra amount of everything. It's going to be extra love, which is amazing. It's going (laughs) to be extra extra fights or extra disagreements. Yeah, but
1: mostly just a bunch of extra disagreements and jealousies and stupid manipulation games that you can all play with each other because all your little demons are just having a feeding frenzy on all each other's little demons. It's so freaking weird. That's so weird.
10: Sometimes it's amazing, and sometimes it it's not so amazing. But you have those hills and yeah. valleys in every. We
1: well, see what it is. It's not so amazing. No, nobody, nobody wants what you just showed us. Who doesn't want more love in their life? Like
10: <laughs> she, look at her cringe away from him. Valleys in every relationship. Yeah.
11: Who doesn't want more love in their life? It's been pretty great, actually.
1: Soy face, love don't judge. Oh, love don't judge. My goodness. My goodness. I'm
12: so much better now, and I'm so much bigger and stronger than you.
1: <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are, Mr. Hench Herbivore. You're our hero. Uh, Nebu Blas donated five bucks through Super Chat. It says polyamory is just a cope for an inability to pair bond. That's part of it, right? And, and also. If you get more people to do that, the more the more sexual relationships they've done studies on this, or the more sexual relationship a young woman has, the less likely she's is to ever be able to effectively have true pair bonding, to ever effectively have a real relationship and a fulfilling relationship. So these people are. All these elite, they love the idea of the population. They think there are too many of us. They think they told us that they believe we're non-essential. They've labeled us with genocidal labels telling us you're not essential. The sorting out and labeling of the non-essentials. These people are freaking sick. The Great Reset. So you get the the polyamory. You can have the Great Reset for your relationships. The Great Reset uh, of monogamy. Uh, The poly... The poly-relationship is um, is what they're going to be pushing soon. So these non-traditional relationships, non-traditional family models, these were talked about, this was talked about in the uh, the Changing Images of Man. The Changing Images of Man by Stanford Research Institute published that uh, report, white paper, whatever you want to call it um joseph campbell was involved in it lots of high-level academics involved in it and guess what it was about changing man's image of what he is how he fits into the cosmos and change the changing images of man of course we believe man is made in the image and likeness of god now they're telling you no that's not true that's not true you're made in the image and likeness of random mutation mama evolution random mutation that's what you are you're just, you're just a, uh, a highly evolved rat. You're just pawn scum that became conscious somehow. All right, we're gonna take calls now. We'll take some calls. We got, let me come over here. Pull this up, here. We'll pull this up here. We're gonna take some calls. We got the first caller is on the line. Hold hey. up, hold up. What's up? What's up,
8: man? That was quick. I didn't expect to get pulled
1: in uh, so so fast. Uh, let me uh, grab my headphones real quick. All right. Uh, what's gotta, up, man? You gotta get a better mic, man. You gotta get you. You gotta get yourself a nice microphone. Got that that mic quality. It's got that mic quality is low today. You need a better mic. All right, here. Let
8: me let me plug in my
1: headphones. It'll make it better. All right, cool. I just meet you for a sec. What's going on here in the chat? What's up, everybody? We got we got Jerry here. Jerry's dressing up kind of like a witch today. He's got his witch's
8: hat. Okay, can you hear me now?
1: Hey, dude. What's happening, Jerry?
8: Nothing much. Yeah, my uh, my brother has this Gandalf hat. I realized he didn't do that one yesterday, so.
1: <laughs> I'm looking sharp, yeah, man.
8: T- What's
1: happening? What do you say? So you're looking sharp in that Gandalf hat. I like it.
8: Yes, yes. Uh, you were talking about the polyamory. That's why I called in because I've had a couple of friends that did that. And uh, I just, it 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 just is, makes me sad. You know what I mean? Like, do you get that when you see people in a polyamory? It, it just makes me sad. It's like, super
1: sad. They're I just, just feel
8: bad for everybody
1: involved. Well, they'll say words like, we're going to do like conscious uncoupling.
8: Yeah, <laughs> I've never heard that. <laughs> that, never that.
1: We're consciously uncoupling right now. It's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> we still live together. We're just uncoupling. We're seeing other people.
8: Like, yeah.
10: What?
8: Yeah, I uh, I met some people when I was traveling. I met this one couple, and they were really nice people. You know, they were, like, yeah. kind of, like, hippies. Um, they had some kids, and these kids were so smart, man. I mean, I, I've never met, like, a young child that was that intelligent. Like scientists? And,
1: uh, like, like Greta? Like that smart? Yeah. <laughs> like, right. uh, like David Hogg smart?
8: Uh, where am I? I think I'm... Um, yeah, I uh, – but yeah, these people, they, they were doing parenting really well, but they had that polyamory relationship. And uh, it, it was just so weird, dude. Anytime you've got a situation like that, like somebody is going to get hurt. You know? Constantly. They're like, they're it's just, just about torturing each other.
1: They're just torturing each other. Yeah. Yeah, yeah when, it's torture. How did, they, how did your, friend, your friends who you're talking about this specific situation – this little, this little yeah. anecdote here, how did, how did they get into it? What made them, what slid well, them into it? Well,
8: I came into the picture you know, kind of randomly because we were traveling and we met these people and they let us come and you know stay the night at their house and stuff and we ended up becoming friends. Um, and they, they explained to me that they were in like a poly relationship. And um, so I don't know the specifics of like how they did it. There was only a guy and a girl that lived together and they had kids together, right? So it wasn't like that situation in the video where there were four people all living together um, but, I guess that they were just okay with cheating on each other, and um I remember thinking like well that's not going to end well and then but by the time we left town, the guy was like sitting in this garage crying <laughs> you know what I mean what? and i just i I think that that's unavoidable it 's like somebody like I feel like people who agree to that situation, one of them wants it more than the other, and so they're like, well i don't want to be a bigot i don't want to be a jerk. Uh, I guess this makes sense like they find some way to rationalize it mm. and then when the other partner goes out and starts sleeping with somebody else you just can't help but feel betrayed like even if you agree
4: to it yeah it's,
1: you know? it's ridiculous well that's <laughs> just because that's just cuz of programming cuz society the patriarchy told them that they should right. um, that that they should be jealous right but really real love is not jealous real love won't be jealous real love is just it's just happy to see to see their wife shared with a you know like a group of men like 20 yeah. 30 of them like you should be you should be honored you should be so honored yeah. that your wife wants to sleep with um with with the dentist and the mm-hmm. uh and uh, your, your children's uh, babysitter and you're it's like you should just you should be honored you're sharing yeah it's the sharing yep. economy bro it's a circular economy
8: yeah that's what happens when uh, all marriage means to you is sex you yeah. know it's like you, oh yeah well i mean one person that's boring. You know, it's so
1: boring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Though they see, they see everything. They see relationships as basically it's like candy, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you just get one bite. You just get one bite of the M&Ms. Oh, I want all the colors of the M&Ms. Right. So, yeah. Exactly. You be a fat, right. miserable, diabetic, <laughs> lonesome old freaking toad. Yeah,
8: yeah. But yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much all I wanted to say. I actually got to run to the store and uh, uh, get some dinner uh, from the grocery store, but it was good talking with you, man. And um, uh i'll be listening and uh if i get back in time maybe i'll call back in
1: how dare you we, we've even got i found a uh we've got our boy here we got king wook um in, oh the, shit the infinite cup <laughs> sacred sex kundalini energy oh man
8: oh geez all right yeah i definitely would like to watch that <laughs>
1: You can just stick around. You can you can take off, man. No 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 worries. All right, all
8: right. Yeah, and you called me Jeremy earlier, and I took that as a personal. Uh, I I was personally offended by that. Just just so you know.
1: Oh yes, yeah. No, Jeremy <laughs> instead of Jerry. How dare I? But I I just feel like I'm not. I had to add the M because you're not allowed to say G, like. There's only one Jerry, bro. Come on.
6: Right.
1: There's one Right. Jerry. That's true. That's true. RIP Jerry dude imagine if Jerry right, was here dude. right now man imagine if Jerry was here right now I bet mean, Jerry was down with Polly. Jerry was super into polyamory bro yeah
8: yeah he loved the poly that's for sure
1: alright hey Jerry take it easy dude Jerry not Jeremy right. not Jeremy but Jerry with his freaking Gandalf hat alright man alright everybody have a good night take it easy man good seeing you you too peace later Jerry Jeremy just kidding just kidding Hate me forever, no. Jerry. 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 Okay. All right. <laughs> we got we got open lines. I opened up the lines right there. If you guys want to call in, and we had we had some uh, here we go participants. We got Andrew Steele up in the waiting room. I'll we'll pull in Andrew and see what's up with Andrew. Andrew, throw your video on. Make sure you got the webcam. What's up, right, Andrew? You, you are a second
7: year. get my like set up.
1: I can hear you already. You're good, man. Yeah, I can hear you. What's happening, man? I hear you you got good you got good audio. You sound sweet. Good. All right.
7: Um, Tristan, hope you're doing well, friend. Uh, yeah, man. The state of dating right now is just such a shit show. I think that what we're seeing here is people trying to figure out alternative ways to Cope in a system that's just been so, I mean, the wealth's been so poisoned just over the years since, you know, this is gonna, I mean, really since the, the feminist movement of the 60s, like, if you really want to get down to like the, the nitty gritty of it, like, uh, one YouTuber that I really like that talks about this is Kevin Samuels, and he really comes into, uh, he really gets into um, how women are, ever since, you know, the feminist movement have been trying to adopt more masculine roles. And I mean, that's I mean, I, that's really more of a problem in the black community. Um, I, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, I don't like, think I'm it's just in the black community,
1: man. I think it's I think it's women. all over. I think it's all over. I think it's every community. I think it's just it's not just blacks. Like a lot of mm. a lot of white women, like their whole th- like they want to be they want to be the corporate dominatrix, right? They want to they want to climb the hierarchy, improve their worth. Right. And you see, you know what's weird? You start to see they're trying to be the alpha. <laughs> you see, you see conflicts in relationships where it's like the man might feel. Like he's less of a man if the woman makes more money. There's situ- like situations like that come up very often. Yeah. It's like the man almost resents the woman for making more money than him, but also likes that the, that she brings home some money. <laughs> so it's like weird situations like that arise a lot. But it's I don't think it's just in the black community, man. The white the white the white chicks are fucking nuts. They're nuts. You get, it's hard. No, not all of them. Not all of them. There's good ones in there, but sometimes you gotta you gotta do a lot of. Uh, you got you to gotta polish that gem to get, you got to polish a lot of dust off the gem <laughs> when you find them.
7: Right. And uh, I'm speaking from firsthand experience here, just dating in America right now is just, oh, God damn, it's just a shit show. <laughs> it's a total circus. You know, you never know what women are really, you know, in for the relationship, if they're just in it for like free food, if they just want to fuck buddy or, you know, if they actually care about marriage and relationships. So it's... It's just kind of you know all over the all across the board right now.
1: You never really know. It's a crapshoot every time. <laughs> so weird. It's so weird, man. I I remember just I remember being young. I remember being in college. I I told Jessica this story once. I remember being in college when I was like eighteen, and there was this one girl I was kind of talking to,
3: but I didn't like I
1: didn't have this I didn't have this drive to just like I didn't care about um, just getting laid all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like I actually wanted like a legitimate relationship. I wanted somebody I could connect with, somebody that you know I could you know be honest with, and somebody that could explore life with. Right? I remember I remember this conversation in like in a dorm room, and this girl. It's like me and her were alone. She's like, "I really want to fuck, buddy." And I was like, and I was like interested in her, and she said that to me, like, "I want to fuck, buddy." And I'm just like. Yeah, I'm definitely not going to fuck you now. Like that's – like I just – I was like immediately not interested. It was just right. – I was just like you – know, I felt so – I felt like betrayed almost. It's like, oh, like this is that, – that's just – that's yeah, so gross. Yeah, it cheapens,
7: you know, everything. It,
1: sounded, like, disgust, <laughs> like, it disgusted me. It really turned me off and like nothing ever became of that. You're probably like, not never, the
7: first guy she said that to.
1: <laughs> well, she ended up like being in a relationship with a friend of mine and they had a decent relationship for like maybe a year and a half. But it was just – it was that's what it was. They were just using each other. And they both knew that they didn't care that much about each other. Um, And my buddy, he ended up getting married. But I don't know what happened to her. Hopefully, she's happy. Maybe got in a good relationship and got married or something. But it's like this – there's so many young girls and that was 2005, right? No, 2006. 2005, Mm -hmm. 2006, around the end of 2005. And that was back then. It must be even crazier now. Like look at Cardi B and all this shit. Like all these – they're just – Oh, God, Uh, yeah.
7: (laughs) It's just a total mess, man. Like, I, it was so bad that, like, when I really got into, like, the dating scene, like, I really didn't even want, like, a serious girlfriend at first. Like, I was just, like, you know, I was a young, you know, kid, basically, like, 17, 18 years old. I was, like, I just wanted to be out there, you know, get a woman just for, you know, physical Yeah, you're playing for sport. You're you're, used
1: to playing sports. You know, it's like a... You're trying to score like, points exactly. and shit. It's like it's childish. Right? I, I didn't even
7: realize how cheap it was until I actually got into a serious relationship. Uh, it, it was it was really bizarre how it came about because, like, it, you know, I'm not going to get into like the specific details, but like, I didn't think that. Come was on, what's her
1: name? Kind of what's her first last first middle and last name? <laughs> her name was. Cindy what, what's not, I'm just kidding. So just, <laughs> what's her address? What's You'll never
7: see this. she will never <laughs> see this. Uh, but, uh yeah it was uh it was just a really bizarre way that things kind of developed about and um once we actually got to that point where like you know i was serious about her and she was serious about me i i something like crystallized in me and i was just like oh shit like now i get like why people have been doing this forever (laughs) like one man one woman type relationship where you guys are just there for each other like that's it it makes so much more sense like once you get there. But a lot of kids now, I don't even think are like taught the merit of those kinds of relationships. Mm. So like, they just are, you know, entrenched in that hookup culture that just says like, you know, temporary pleasure is all you need. Everything else is just, you know, pointless.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And then you end up, it ends up infantilizing you your whole life and you're just looking for, you know, like a a new, a new mommy's booby to suck off of metaphorically. Right. Like you just suck their energy out and just like you and just take, take that, it's just sport. It's like trophy. It's like you, you have your your trophy, yeah. your trophy conquests and stuff like that. And it's it's empty. It really makes you end up you end up feeling depressed afterwards. Like after these one night stands and stuff, you feel depressed. Oh, yeah. You feel like you just you, it just feels cheap after a while. Like maybe like when you're really young and you like the first few times, you're like, oh yeah, cool. Like you know, I like found something new. Here's my new niche. Like I'm going for this. I'm gonna do this now. I'm go to the bars every freaking Thursday. I'm do this. It's like. But then uh, it just gets old. You, you get miserable and um, you, you, find, you only find toxic people when you're looking for – when you're doing it in a parasitic way, you end up meeting parasitic people who are in it for the same reasons you are. And you can't blame them for hurting you or for, right, for, for treating you like shit if you're doing that to them too. 100%. 100%
7: yeah it goes both ways you're using them they're using you back and uh the end goal like no one's ever really knowing what love is it's just a transactional kind of thing
1: I think about it's so hard to find like one healthy relationship and make that work let's let's throw like five other people in it and just (laughs) yeah then it's just a shit tornado (laughs) (laughs) it's like a band right like (laughs) it's like you look uh, at exactly. uh, how many bands last like a long time. It's very; it's a, they're fickle relationships. These bands because everyone's Boy. they all want to be famous. These you know every every the drummer wants to be famous, the bass player wants to be famous, the lead singer wants to be famous. He's going to be the most famous, and then they end up <laughs> resenting each other in certain ways, and they have different visions on what they want the music to sound like, how they want the the music to be performed, and it's just oh, uh, yeah. so that's like that's just that's just music. That's just something that's you know that's for. That's 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 uh entertainment. Well what about like a real relationship? Think about how <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Yeah,
7: when you don't have that audience then uh things can get pretty ugly in the dark. <laughs> so mm. yeah, it's it it just will spiral out. People feelings will get hurt, uh you know, there'll be a lot of resentment and spite. It's it's just ugly. Ugly all around.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. No, I I feel you it could be it could be hard. I think I think it's important to uh to realize First of all, when you're if you're when you're dating, you're not perfect, and neither is your partner going to be, right? And a lot of the things, that you, right? And a lot of the things that we will uh, be criticizing the partner for, that might be, and it's not always the case, but very often is. It's like this immediate projection of what you know your shortcomings are. So you start projecting, oh, like she's, she's fucking, she's like distant or something. Like she doesn't really connect with me. Okay. Well, is that true? Or are you just, are you just, you know, projecting your own shit onto this person? That happens a lot, right? So there's a lot of that happens. You got to realize you're going to be, when you try to get in a relationship, you're going to be suddenly faced with all of your own insecurities, all of your own nonsense. And I mean, you're, you're essentially, it's like very deep therapeutic, um, uh, transformation that you go through with each other and that's what it's meant to be this this like godly relationship where you both are seeking not each other as an idol not love as an idol not this relationship as this idol but like you're seeking god together you're seeking truth exactly. and you're united together you're going from moment. eros
7: that uh you know erotic sexual kind of attraction to agape which is like the real whole holistic kind of Okay, I'm 100% about this person, all of their warts and all, and I'm here to support them through, you know, whatever we go through together. And like yeah. that's really the 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 strongest form of love.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think I don't know. I think I think it's uh when you stop caring so much about the search and just realize kind of what you're dealing with, you're dealing with two people who are prone to uh, who are prone to illusion, delusion, um, and it just you know, we're, we're human, right? We we can we could we fuck up, we can mess up, and you realize that, and realize like you, what it's really about is not finding somebody that you can just uh, use as a crutch or somebody that you can. Um, just be enamored with and you're going to be constantly fawning over them and just every time you see them your heart will melt and it's like oh that's that's all fake it's like you're looking for somebody yeah. you're going to build a life with somebody who you do love obviously there's got to be attraction there and if you're going to be making families and you're, you know, there's there is sexual attraction that is important but it's not it's not just that right it's got to be the first steps into getting way into beyond it, really. That. exactly you got to go way beyond that and if you see i think if you seek god first if you seek the truth first and you find somebody that you can bring along on that journey with you, and somebody that understands what the nature of it is. It's like, hey, you're you're coming with. You're coming with. Like this is this is our journey together. Exactly. Like we're we're together, and it's like it's not it's not like this is a uh, it's like this parasitic relationship. It's got to be mutual understanding. It's like we're steering the ship together, and we both had different jobs steering the ship. We both can't be trying to you know use the, the right. We both can't be have our hands on the wheel all, with, all the time at the same time but um yeah it's that, it, it's a beautiful thing when it when you find it's not even about i don't know it's, to me sometimes it's like sometimes maybe maybe it's not so much about like oh you just got to go find like the perfect one sometimes it's just like yeah, how willing are you to uh to dig through the muck and to clean up to clean up all the muck that surrounds you and this other person you're in a relationship with, without just taking the mud off of you and caking it on the other person, and then telling them, they're "Look at you're all muddy and gross." It's like, no, that you just put that right. mud on that <laughs> It's like you just did that. So it's like, really, how willing are you to, to 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 engage in that kind of? I mean, it really becomes almost like a purification. And um, yeah, yeah, it's it's not. There's no um, there's no easy route as far as like a healthy relationship goes. There. But uh, polyamory is definitely the most unhealthy way you could try to go about this and the most confusing and long-term damaging way you could try to go about it. Uh, I feel like there's
7: probably less personal growth in a relationship like that because whenever there's a problem, you can probably just flip over and be like, "Okay, I'm going to be with Cindy now
1: instead of uh, you
7: know Jan- Janelle or whatever." Yeah, Janelle's <laughs> just, like, a bitch. Flip Janelle, over yeah, Janelle. And
1: change you, over to a new. Janelle's one. so <laughs> negative. She's so negative. She's always telling me what I don't want to hear. But hey, maybe Janelle, Yo. maybe Janelle sees your bullshit <laughs> trying to help you through it, right? There's, yeah, there's. Yes. I think it's so easy to just like to just bounce like that, right? Oh, this person doesn't. Yeah. Janelle doesn't realize that I'm a, I'm a real rock star and I'm going to be famous one day. She doesn't realize that I'm like the you know I'm – the, I'm the famous future celebrity. She doesn't recognize me for the amazing uh, demigod that I am. So I'm going to find some other chick that will be my, my little puppet and, uh, you know, nope. and reflect back to me. <laughs> Satisfying like
7: that. that short-term itch long-term through a bunch of different
1: people. So it's just a mess. <laughs> yeah. Shoot, man. So, how's your week going dude what's new
7: uh things are going pretty good uh started a new job but i get to set my own schedule so it's kind of nice um god i still need to start uploading more on youtube if you guys have any ideas for content for me (laughs) just let me know because uh I uh I kind of had second thoughts about doing that whole uh, Cardi B's butthole hygiene video. Like I what? <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> like when the time came down, to I got it, second I thoughts like, about
1: watching that. I ain't watching that one. <laughs>
7: <laughs> yeah, like I didn't even want to watch the video to do the content on it after I I was yeah. talking about it. So <laughs> I I kind of want to take things in a different direction. I'm not sure what, but um, yeah, I'm open to ideas and just kind of like you know exploring the the ether right now
9: (laughs) there
1: you go well maybe uh maybe you should find three girlfriends start a polyamorous relationship and vlog about it man endless content (laughs)
7: god yeah just watch me spiral out over the years (laughs) become a total psychopath
1: (laughs) Uh, yes
7: appreciate you having me on tristan i hope you have a great rest of your night and um you know, everybody that wants to, you know, check up on me, you can see my content at NebuBlaws on YouTube.
1: <laughs> How do you spell that? Spell that out.
7: It is NebuBlaws, N-E-B-U-B-L-A-H-S. There you go. Easy. <laughs> Easy peasy, yeah. <laughs> there
1: you go. Put, put your link up in like, the chat, too, because later on, if people are listening to this, they they might be able to hear it. So, yeah. Oh, it, sweet. Yeah, definitely. There. Appreciate it. All right. Right on, man. Have a good right. night. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks. You too. Peace. Later, man. Peace, Alright. Alright. Alright, what's going on in the chat? I just see this is basically is a Milk Tea Alliance. Just pepper in the chat with comments. Chill out, Milk Tea Alliance. We don't we're not interested in your theological ramblings, dude. We don't want your theological ramblings. We enjoy we enjoy you, uh, when you we, I, I thought it was fun when you called in and you did the, uh, you did the impressions and stuff, that was kind of funny, but uh, we don't want your theological ramblings. Dude, sometimes I worry about you. Andy Thames, what's up, dude? Andy. Andy in the chat. How you doing, Andy? How you doing, Andy? Good to see you. <laughs> I miss most of the conversation. Maybe I'm kicking it open doors. Polyamorous equals cucks. Yeah, basically. That's, that's basically what it is. That's basically what it's all about. Um, hit the thumbs up, big gots, all you big gots. Hit that thumbs up. Let me adjust this. Maybe I can get the get the camera to work right. I just need another light in here, just like a brighter light. But then that'll keep me up even later. It'll keep me up even later. Whatever. Now I got a couple people in the waiting room here. First of all, we've got, who is this? This sounds like somebody I might know. Hello? We got two more people in the waiting room. Hello? Facol! Wait, hello? No.
0: Hello Facol, Fuko, <laughs> stop it. Is this real? Is this real? Junya! The Ah Junia Don't leave. Oh, your voice is so beautiful. It's so beautiful. Betunia? Betunia, are you... Hello, Betunia? Can you hear me? Be- ca- Say Bacaw if you hear me.
1: Oh, you guys. I don't know if you guys remember. Betunia was... We, we tragically lost Betunia a few months ago. She was a chicken. She was a woman. She was a woman of feathers. Um, that's what we call chickens. They're women of feathers. She was a woman of feathers, and she... She tragically died. She passed away.
0: Ooh, she passed away a few months ago. and She belonged to our friends, those annoying vegans. And Petunia, cluck, cluck once if you're in heaven or twice if you're in hell. Oh, God. Oh, no, oh, no. Petunia went to chicken hell. This is like, it's like K-Pax. It's like that movie K-Pax. Where, where Kevin Spacey's dad called him. From space, ether. Betunia, Betunia, cluck twice if you love me. (laughs) Again, Betunia, cluck once. Cluck once if you're okay, if you're happy. I'm sorry, if you cluck once if you're experiencing well being. Cluck once. Oh, (laughs) you have well being. This is beautiful. Betunia, thank you so much. I miss you. Come on, come on. <laughs> come back to me. Oh, it's gone. Betunia's gone. Just like that. Oh, I'm so glad I got that on film. That was amazing. That was amazing.
1: <laughs> oh, all right. Jessica, if you could be in a polyamorous relationship with me and Betunia. You don't have to ask me the yeah. answer. It's yes. it's yes. Betunia, if you come back, we can have a polyamorous relationship. With me and you and Jessica. Please come back to me, Petunia. All right, we got... (laughs) Let's see. We got another caller on the line. Manuelito. Que pasa, Manuel? Are you coming? Manuel's joining. While we wait for Manuel, we'll come over here in the chat and remind you guys that you're being freaking stingy with them super chats today, bigots. Oh, you bigots. All y'all bigots up in the chat refusing to stand them super chats. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. All right, here we go. Manuelito. There we go. He's a real person, too. Hola. Hola, Manuel. Well. Hola, hola, Tristan. ¿Cómo estás, amigo? ¿Qué pasó? Todo bien, vos. Muy
9: bien. Muy bien. Where are you at, man? Where are you calling from? I'm. I'm from Argentina.
1: Oh, nice. Wait, have we? Did we talk on like
9: inst- I'm,
1: Instagram or something?
9: Um, I respond some of your stories, Okay. but we don't. We never talk a lot.
1: Okay, good man. Hey, hey nice to meet you, man. What's I'm, I'm
9: okay. I, I'm sorry for my English. I know it's really bad, but oh, I,
1: it's really good. We could, I would speak Spanish, but then n- none of the audience will understand us. Maybe like twenty people that are watching out of ten billion. I think like ten billion are probably watching. Real numbers. Um,
9: <laughs> Norman wants Spanish. I, I sometimes mm-hmm. I I type in the chat in Spanish and and they get mad. <laughs>
1: they get upset. They think they don't they got- like. Maybe they it's think it's like a. They might think it's like a bot or something. Because sometimes there's there like yeah. these yeah, weird yeah. bots. They'll come in and they'll post the same comment in like and in, you know, like Russian or something, and I can't read it. It's like what is that?
9: Um, oh. Yeah, in, in Italian, I see. Some, I saw some comments like bot bot comments
1: yeah it's weird yeah, I don't know. the bots, the bots are heavy out there lately. what's, what's going on in Argentina man I haven't really, I haven't really heard anything about the situation down there right now.
9: Um, in the city I live we have like um, strong lockdowns and um, we have like um, two months, two months where we um, like get some liberty you know like we can go outside and we can work. Because uh, if you are not not essential, you can work basically or you have to uh, request uh, permission to go work and it's uh, a lot of, uh, I don't know, like bureaucracy. uh,
1: Yeah, like bureaucracy for sure. That's how it is here. Like You had to get, uh, if if you wanted to drive on certain days, you'd have to get, what do they call it? What do they call it thing? A salvo conducto. You have to get a salvo conducto if you want to go drive, and they made it to yeah. where you can only drive like one day a week. We had like crazy total lockdowns here, and it did nothing to help. It just made everyone yeah. more poor.
9: No, no. Argentina is, is one of the countries with more people that get sick and die, uh, and we right. have these uh, these lockdowns in March, like heavy lockdowns. Yeah, and. Uh, Some days ago, I don't know what to say, like 8 o'clock at night, um, uh, you you cannot go outside. Curfew, Toque de Queda,
1: uh, you got it, what are they called, Toque de Queda?
9: Toque de Queda, claro. Yeah. And we have Gendarmeria, that is the military that are in the borders. Yeah. And do it, doing like uh, controls in the and the with the federal police in the city. Like it's, it's, a, it's a little city, yeah. and it's a weird thing that to have that strong control over the population, you know, over the citizens, you know. Yeah, and, and if you see and they see you in the street after eight o'clock, and they can get you in prison, you know. It's, but when they take, really were they're taking you know, people to prison, because
1: yeah. here they said they were going to do that, but they didn't put anyone in prison. They just – they said – and it's, you know what's crazy? Yeah. They had all the same restrictions. And where, where all of these uh, – where all this came from, all these were mandates by – here they call it the FMAE, right? The IMF, uh, Massive Loan. Yeah. That was pumped into Ecuador. I think it was like four billion dollars. Cuatro mil dollars incredible, yeah. And it was yeah, just the, this, same,
9: the same here,
1: right? Massive. And and okay, where did that money go? And las bolsillas de los políticos, todos, you know, it's like it, it just it goes into the pockets yeah. of the politicians. It goes in their sweetheart deals. They give the contracts to their friends. It's a giant scam. They locked everyone down. And do you have uh, a yeah. sistema de semáforos? Tiene la sistema de fa- de fama- semáforos. The red light, yellow light, green light thing. Did they do that there too?
9: See, see, see. Same. See.
1: Everywhere, all the Latin American countries, they did the same
9: thing. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, and the people it's, it's like uh, they want to, like they want the violence, you know, because the people don't any any people want that the lockdowns and other thing. It's like they want to, <laughs> they want to violence. I don't know how to say. It. By everyone like this,
1: Son de madness, Son... confrontation,
9: the people with the police. And... Yeah, and I think it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I live in
1: a. They're doing it here too. It's going to happen part here. Of my city. Like... It's going to happen here too. Just like it did. Did you see in October 2019 what happened in Ecuador? And it was similar to Chile. Yeah, same see. thing. They want. I think they want that in every. See, see. I think they want that in every South American country. They want to. They want st- to to foment and use those uprisings and then swoop in and rewrite their constitutions after the chaos right and,
9: and impose new order yes. Chile is rewriting their the constitution they vote uh, I think yesterday and they vote for yes but they vote yes for, for the, the same politics are going to change the constitution and it's going to be the same yeah. like I think that they will push Green. all these Green, the 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 World Economic Forum stuff, like you know, (laughs) they're going to push that that kind of thing. I think. I I, the change of constitution. I think you're absolutely right. I didn't realize
1: it was this. I I know that Chile had a similar situation, Uh, Colombia, Peru. Lots of they all have basically the same thing these IMF mandated austerity measures to lock everybody down and get them used to uh, not being able to drive not being able to get basic resources and told that they're not essentials um, in the cities I don't see you know in the rural areas most people are like this is bullshit they know that there's a giant scam they're pissed off that the government has been scamming them in the cities people are really pissed mm. at the government but they're also terrorized because they're watching so much TV. So they're pissed at the government for being corrupt, but they're also pissed at the government for not saving them from the evil virus, like they think that the virus is still getting, you know, it's so bad it's going to it's going to take them all out. They don't realize that yeah, the pe- people were dying here, but they were like the people that I know that died during the last like 6-8 months in Ecuador, they were old people who were sick. And then they like, there's this one, uh, a friend of mine's mother, she couldn't get her dialysis for two months. She couldn't get her dialysis checkup. She was on dialysis for kidneys, a bad kidney. She was almost right. 90. She ended up dying. They tested her at the hospital when she was dead, and they said she had COVID. They marked it as a COVID death.
9: Yeah.
1: It's insane. And then the, the, yeah, I think that lab.
9: the people like that, um... go ahead the people lie because they have this weird uh, protocol and stuff for COVID-19 and they get... Uh, I, I, they don't treat the people in a normal way, you know. It's, uh, they uh, over fear all the situation and... now nah, yeah. I think that they... They, they get the treatment uh, in a wrong way, you know? It's, uh... Yes. Yeah, man. I'm sorry for my English. I try to express better, but this is all I have. <laughs> no, you have good English. Uh, Tristan.
1: Your, your English is great.
9: Your English is great, man. Tristan, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I want to thank you a lot, and Jessica, because you helped me a lot with uh, many th- many things, like uh, helping. I was like a, like a vegan vegetarian for like six years.
0: Yeah.
9: And your content helped uh, me a lot to, to get my health back. You know, yeah. and I want to take you, you and Jessica, because of this. <laughs> <Gracias>. <laughs> and it's really weird that I'm talking with you. <laughs>
1: muchísimas gracias, amigo. Qué bueno que no eres, no eres vegano. Um, six years is crazy. No, no. Did pero, you? Tarde. Fue, yeah. uh, fue difícil para quitar el
9: veganismo. Yeah, I get in this in this thing that uh, you know that I was like a vegetarian for like. I don't know for five years, and, and and I get in this thing that you start to think that animal food, all animal food is bad. So you yeah. feel bad because because you're a vegetarian and you have to cut all the animal food. So you stop eating meat, stop eating cheese, and all the things, and you feel worse uh, always. No. Um, and yeah and, and I start to watch your content I watch like you know, uh, Frank Tufano, for example Sedia uh, and all these weird people yeah
1: uh, that's so funny I get lumped in with those guys I, it's, it's it's so funny to me still but yeah man that's awesome that's really cool
9: <laughs> but yeah I stick with you and I, because you I saw you as like a real person and very kind and very uh you are very good explaining the things and, and well, you know, you hit me a lot. So I I thank you for that. Thank
1: you, dude. I'm i stoked to hear that, man. You uh, you made my night here. Thank you, thank you so much for calling in. I'm really glad to uh, <laughs> to hear I could be useful for you, yeah. and I uh, hope you're enjoying some good. Some good stakes down there in Argentina, and um, please call in if uh, call in another time. I'd love to, to chat yeah. more about what's going on in Argentina. I'd love to get an update from you, maybe in a couple of weeks, okay. and see how things are going because I don't know what's going to happen here, but it seems like I don't think they're going to do more lockdowns. I think it's just going to be a ramp up of political violence all throughout Latin America. I don't know if they'll try another round of lockdowns, but it's going to. I think it's going to get crazy, so
9: we should stay in touch. I I really, I really don't know. I don't know. Today, I was watching like um, like an hour stream of uh, um, journalists. I can't remember the name in YouTube. And he uh, talked about all, the, all these agendas that get in the World Economic Forum. And I, it's, it's really weird, you know. I, and I see my friends and a lot of people that are getting this thing, like um, this transhuman. Transhuman thing, yeah. Like it's the, the solution for everything, you know. Like it's they they get programmed. like you said, it's the social engineer. They get to to get like interest in things, and they think that this this no this there is no other field to transhuman, you know. It's, I can I can get that in my head. I, I can understand that why the people get to think like this, you know. It's
1: it's, it's weird. weird, right? It's like they want. It's like people want to. It's like they want to give up their. They want to give up like the freedom that they've been given. It's crazy. It's like that, and the freedom's not given to them by man. It's freedom's given them by God to say yes or no to these things, to you know, to reject or embrace these things. But I think it's. I think the more nihilistic and atheistic culture gets, and in Latin America, like you know, nihilism, atheism, and. Uh, Marxism, and, you know, I mean, you see, all like, all the hippies, they all, they're all super into Che still, so I think there's a lot of confusion, and, you know, they got, like, you know, the the counterculture, when you look at, especially, you know, South America, Latin America, the counterculture is still, it's similar to the U.S., right? It's like the, it's like the fake hippie stuff, you know, it's the, like, you know, we're just gonna, Mm -hmm. we're gonna have our plant medicines, and, or, you know, there's those groups, like, I, I, there are a lot of cool Argentinian hippies that I know, but there's a lot like the new age stuff is really big. So I can imagine that the intelligentsia mm-hmm. class and like the academia class is heavily influenced by the West as well.
9: Yeah, you, you start this stream talking about the polyamorous relationships and those, and those things. Yeah. And you know that uh, here in, in Argentina, general is like something that is uh, really big. You know, there is a lot, a lot of people in those stuff. My ex girlfriend, we, we been like six years together, and her sister, for example, he was in a polyamorous relation. Uh, they both were vegan. I think they they, they, they still vegan. Uh, the, one, of, one of her sisters uh, started to go trans, you know, it's, <laughs> it's like Let's see a girl but she starts to recognize, recognize herself as a man, and it's like a, wow. it's like a little boy, nine years old, in a body of a 30-year-old 30, 30 woman, you know? Yeah, <laughs> and, that's nice. and, and you see this, lot, like this polyamorous and this uh, transsexual uh, things, uh, is like really pushed from, uh, from the government. You, yeah. you have to start uh, to, to see laws, uh, yeah. yeah, laws, of uh, like, um, uh, like integration I don't know the word like integration to get uh, trans people in in public uh, like uh, politician or or uh, working in oh wow in I, didn't,
1: I didn't realize the, it was so big there I know Chile trans people
9: in, in all the world yeah
1: yeah Argentina Argentina's been I mean Argentina seems to be like a big lab like a lab experiment in South America yeah. kind of for globalism and for transnational corporations you look at Monsanto's foothold there is strong right like so many so yeah. much gmo there i mean uh, it's ridiculous same with chile that's part of the reason why ecuador yeah. is kind of cool part of the reason why peru is kind of cool peru's got a lot of issues though with uh, uh peru peru seems pretty bad right now i don't know ecuador luckily thank god ecuador has been relatively chill where we're at and uh we we like it here but man uh, argentina seems like one of the most beautiful places in the world right like patagonia i mean
9: Argentina yeah. is Argentina, really beautiful. Yes, yeah, yeah, it's really beautiful. You have like lots of different climates and regions. You have like Misiones in the north, have like almost tropical climate. And in the south, you have the southest city in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you have like glacier um, ice. Um, and I'm really I'm near to Los Angeles.
1: Kinda of broke up there. What was that? The,
9: I'm really near to Los Andes, Cordillera de Los Andes.
1: Okay. Shoot, Marwell, can you hear me? Yes, yes. Uh, Alright, cool cool. You. cool man. Yeah, we well, yeah, I think we're we getting a little faulty connection here. But dude, I I appreciate you calling in. I'm really glad to know you.
3: Okay.
1: Um, I, I really appreciate the encouragement, man. I'm glad it could be useful for you. I'm gonna, I got yeah. we got Jake on the line too. I think Jake's also a former vegan. Jake wants to call in. He was trying to call in yesterday, and I told him I, I said I'll do a stream tomorrow, or the next day, and you can call in on that one. So we're we're gonna talk to Jake next. But yeah, man, well, thanks a lot, man. I appreciate the encouragement, Maruelito, um Tenga buena noche, amigo. <laughs> vale Buenas noches,
9: Tristan. Muchas gracias por todo. Yeah. Hasta luego. Hasta luego.
1: Right, so I, I hope my well calls in, calls in in the near future. We got we got a lot of um, we got a lot coming as far as uh, Argentina, Chile, Ecuador, Peru. It's gonna get crazy in South America. But let's pull in. We got Jake. Jake was trying to call in last night. Jake, what's happening, Jake? Can you hear me?
11: Yeah. Oh, awesome. I can hear
1: you now. Nice. What's up, dude? Hey, how's it going, man? Good to hear you, man. Glad, glad. Sorry you, you didn't make it last night. I know you sat in the waiting room for a little bit, and then we didn't get you in. But uh, glad we could make it work today, man.
11: Yeah, definitely, man. I'm really glad that you decided to turn on the stream and
1: everything like that. Nice, nice. Yeah, I was. I actually, I almost, almost said reschedule it for tomorrow because I, I wanted to go to bed. But <laughs> here we
11: are. I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> you came through for me, though. I knew. I knew you thought of me, man. I appreciate
1: it. <laughs> there was you. There were a few other people in the chat that like do the stream, do the stream. Yeah, the the yeah, people yeah. that were in the chat, they're like, do the stream, do the stream. Those people never said super chat. So I'm like, man, you guys always up in the chat. You want more streams? You guys got to support, guys. There's little hey, man, little reminder to I, the I, audience. You guys. That's
11: like, why I hit you with the donation. I, <laughs> I was like, you know, at the start too, you were like teasing us for not donating. And I was like, you think this is a game? Watch me donate
1: right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a game. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it, it is important for us, guys. When we do these streams. We get no support from YouTube um this is all users uh, all uh, not user supported it's called viewer supported and uh you guys the stream labs they really help that does help to get these streams going and it helps get more of these streams so if you like it hit the thumbs up hit the share that helps but the the best thing is the support view of you the stream labs but jake you you said you're uh you used to be a vegan you used to yeah be man vegan. i did
11: um it's a long story it's funny you know like i said i went vegan in 2016 to, to sum it up I you know, I already considered myself, you know, I was young, um how long how old was I because I was sixteen? Twenty years old. Yeah. And I thought, you know, I was like, you know, woke or whatever, right? You know, I knew about like geoengineering and I kinda was aware of, you know, vaccines and just other you geopolitical things. Out? Like I thought find I had a good out. scope oh, on
5: my world out. knowledge,
11: so to speak. And I, I saw you this like hour long at me um, and
5: you'll find out um, how strong I am eating a plant based diet. Sorry, that's Oh, it's all good. Okay. I can't you'll turn find them out.
1: off. They go I could I could stop them when they've already started. <laughs> but I can't stop them from starting to to interrupt us, so I wanna, hey, The Art of Truth and Love, donated 25 bucks. Thank you very much. Share this link, please. Let me just, I'll share this link in the, uh, yes. We, Art of Truth and Love, where have you been? We watched this last stream. That's the video we watched last stream, World World Economic Forum. The World Economic Forum, you will owe nothing. That's from 2016 from a tweet. We did a whole stream on it yesterday. We talked about Ida Alkin. Thank you very much, The Art of Truth and Love. Please watch the stream from yesterday. I don't think you were here. You missed it. It was a doozy. But uh, yeah, we we might be able to hit on this one again a little bit later. Thank you very much. The Art, Truth, and Love. The best donation of the night. Setting a good example for the bigots with a big, fat $25 stream. Thank you. All right, Jake. Nice. Yeah, that was an awesome donation. Um, Anyway, I was going to say
11: I basically watched a presentation by some professor uh, at some university. I couldn't name the video anymore so long ago, but it was essentially about how – you know, the animal, uh, agriculture industry was depleting the globe's resources so fast, you know, from oil mm. to water and land and, and how the best thing we could do to help these resources run out before we all go extinct is, you know, go plant-based. Whoa, you know, exactly, man. And, you know, unfortunately I kind of bought into it, yeah. uh, you know, and that's how it all started. Yeah. And then I looked into that, the quote unquote ethical reasons and whatnot. And, uh, yeah. I was pretty committed to it for about two years, um, and then the third year, I started to question it and you know, cheat on the diet more, and then finally, I just gave it up completely.
1: Right. So now, all right, looking back, now that you know that you were never really vegan, we just have to clear that up, right? Because I'm, <laughs> look, I'm trans-vegan. I've, had, I've seen a lot of, uh, I've had a lot of hate from the, the transphobes in the vegan community, but the, the talking point is now, there's no such thing as an ex-vegan. There's no ex-vegan. Ah. It's just you're either, you're vegan for life. But if you become not a vegan, they'll say you were never really vegan. You were yes, never. Yes, it's a vegan. true.
11: In fact, they they've shamed me into saying that I was plant based. You know, that's a that happened that's what I have to say to be proper, right? I was plant based. I was never vegan. Did you have a conversation right.
1: where somebody told you, "No, dude, you weren't vegan"? Like, have they told you that?
11: Well, I kind of I already knew that that was the sentiment, so I definitely okay. just to I guess not trigger uh, certain people. I was like, yeah, yeah. I, I was plant-based. You leaned I all, into you know, it a little bit. terminology and whatnot it means yeah. nothing.
1: Yeah. Man. So it, it was uh, two years of like pretty – like legitimately intense vegan. Intense. Vegans. Strict. Yeah. Did you convert friends? Did you get friends to go vegan?
11: I only had converted my ex-girlfriend at the time and I believe she still is one today actually unfortunately. But uh, other than that, no, not really.
1: She probably deserves it, right? No, I'm just yeah, kidding. I'm exactly. just kidding. That's, kind of, that's
11: what I tell myself. I wasn't going to say that, but <laughs>
0: poor.
1: <laughs> oh man. Um,
11: uh, but anyways, man. Yeah, like it's fun. I've just for some background. Like yeah. I'm a personal trainer, and I have been into strength training, you know, for about six years, and that was, you know, a really big setback
0: for me. Dude, have you seen the game changers? Have you seen because. the game changers though?
11: <laughs> you no, know, seriously, dude. game changers, right? <laughs> and you know, but anyways. It's just like, you know, it. I won't lie; it wasn't terrible. Like I maintained mm. a decent amount of strength, yes. and there was even a point or two where I attempted to bulk up and, and successfully put on maybe ten or fifteen pounds of muscle. And but I always found style. myself kind of uh, not being able to sustain, you know, that on a plant based diet, and mm. losing the weight, the muscle, uh, kind of as just as quick as I gained it, you know, most of mm. the time. So it was a lot of yo yoing with my diet and the amount of protein and calories I was consuming. Yeah. And uh, I would say by the end of the two and a half years of really doing it, you know, I just felt like uh, my, my health is being worn down. You know, um, my skin and my hair were kind of feeling a little dry, you know, and it's funny. My brother married a woman from Estonia. I don't know if you're familiar. Yeah, that country, but, is this weird? yeah they were they were visiting me in uh, upstate New York, my brother and his Estonian wife. And she's okay. like making these eggs and everything. And. And uh, I'm about three years into this, like I said, and I just – that was the first thing. I was like – and it's a funny. A lot of ex-vegans say that, like mm-hmm. craving those eggs, man. You just see them and you just know. You're just like, if I eat those eggs, I'm going to feel so much better.
1: Man. And the smell – exactly. You know it. That's the weird thing and you smell it. I remember making – when I was trying to not like – I'm at like six months at one point with no meat at all. And in that, there was some cheese periodically, but I was like, no, I can do this. You don't need, we could do plant-based. I can get – you know, you have – quinoa rice and beans exactly lentils. i wanted to clarify
11: for the someone in the chat they said 15 pounds of muscle on a vegan diet and the answer is yes it is possible i can tell you like the time where i really bulked up to around 165 pounds and i was actually pretty lean uh on the vegan diet and it's i was following like i don't know if you ever heard of this man dr sebi oh kind of that's His not vegan. list of foods i was basically dude i was literally spending two hours a day eating these massive volume bowls of quinoa and chickpeas and spinach and avocado like five times a day dude it was torture torture and i could only pull that off for about three months a it like i said i bulked up i put a good amount of muscle on in those three yeah. months but i i just gave up i was like i can't do this anymore i don't got time for this There's i don't want to eat this quinoa and chickpeas off freaking day every day and i lost the muscle just as quick as i gained it
1: was the muscle new muscle, or was it regaining it, muscle that you would lost? It
11: sort of was regaining muscle I have put on prior. I yeah. would say, yeah. Just so that's to clarify like, that, like, had me, I not had experience yeah. in the past lifting, I probably would have put it on so
1: for sure. So easily. You know what? You know what I found out for me to regain muscle that I had, but then just let let it slide, it takes about twenty five percent energy exertion, as far as like. Like twenty five percent of the energy that it would take to gain new muscle to just regain muscle, and it's like very half. Like it's like half Absolutely, of a half. Man. It's like, like half. I have practically
11: put on like twenty pounds of muscle this past year, but it was essentially me regaining all the muscle I had lost while being a vegan. Right, so you can that that like do that. No with one like, else would realistically gain that much muscle in that time period.
1: Yeah, it's like there there was there were very little sweat and blood and tears going into regaining fifteen pounds, as opposed to like you know if, if I were to gain fifteen pounds at this point, it would be. I probably couldn't really do it. Um, yeah, you know, another fifteen pounds probably wouldn't be very healthy for me, just because of you know how my frame is. Unless I got on steroids or something, then it would be. You
11: know, right, right. Yeah, fine. you definitely got a bigger frame than me. Like I'm, I'm only five nine, and I got actually pretty small frame just in terms of like the size of my wrists and ankles and stuff. But um, yeah, like you know, so I'd say around a year ago, and I went back to being when I quit the veganism, I weighed about 150 pounds and. And I weigh in at uh, 176 pounds right now, and my strength, you know, is just back where it was before I went vegan. Uh, if anything, it's actually it's actually the highest it's ever been right now. And I'm yes. just a lot happier, man. And I found you on Instagram a year ago. I can't believe I just found your stream like a week ago. <laughs> but oh, that's cool. You know, yeah, you were just one of those people who were just like. I, I let dude even like when I was still vegan, I, I, I was basically still vegan when I actually found you and okay. I was already open minded to how wrong I was. So you, uh, were you weren't you, vegan, you, so at that you point a couple other people. You were open minded so to, be
1: to being wrong? That's not vegan, bro. What do you saying? <laughs> I know? <laughs>
11: <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so true, man. Yeah, and you know, just um yeah, man, I just wanted to you know, I'll keep supporting your stream and I, I love what you're doing. Like Thanks, uh, dude, your hashtag like Eat me Make Families like as soon as I saw that, I was like, follow. <laughs> like, this man's a badass like i love him already thanks like man. you know i love i love that traditional value just uh you know i guess being family oriented and just focusing yeah. on you know your health and your wife's health and your children's health like i realized that you know i really would never put an animal before my children's health or my own health i don't have any children yet but yeah. but, but hypothetically
1: hey man even having hypothetical children that makes you not vegan <laughs> facts, facts. <laughs> you're not vegan dude not, I was the I was the least vegan vegan
11: all along apparently, but but I tell you what man, for those first two years, like I was really, um, you know, swooned by it, and I really thought mm. that I was doing the right thing, and I was never, you know, one of those militant jerks, but I I was definitely in my I was like closet superior, you know what I'm saying? Mm. I didn't I didn't show it, but I, I thought I was so much better than everyone and mm. doing the right thing, and it's just um,
1: it's a lot of bullshit, you know. You thought like would you? Would you think people are were murderers? Like, would you look would you look at them and think that they're like really gross for not being? No, I mean, even uh,
11: you know, honestly, man, you know, most of my close friends, you know, being a young man at that
1: time were meat eaters,
11: and I didn't judge their character for it. I just thought that, oh well, I guess I'm going to live longer than them. Like that's what I told myself. Mm. That's all.
1: Because real vegan, like if you want to go real hardcore vegan, like some of these, uh, like some of these folks out there, it's like you got to like renounce everything. It's got to be you got to you got to become gary urofsky where it's like my mother is a psychopath and she's nothing
11: (laughs) yeah dude it's funny like reflecting on those people such as gary urofsky that i actually used to like look up to a little bit or like Mm -hmm. you know whatever i think they were so smart man like it's really clear how um mentally ill i don't want to say that i can be a bigot or anything uh but yeah i just (laughs) i I, it was very obvious to me by year number three and having been exposed to all these like vegan influencers or whatever just you know the mental illness is becoming clear i could see it you know and i was like geez like i don't want to end up there
1: yeah yeah man I, i think uh i think most people they get into it they're like yeah you know this could probably like the you start to think okay well maybe this this sounds a little crazy but this might work maybe we'll figure out how to do it right right with proper supplementation this and that. And right now, there's there's all these like supposed vegan bodybuilders and stuff. We're promoting yeah. it, so it's like, hey, you know, these guys are doing it. They're jacked. They're strong. Totally, this man. Work. And,
11: and you know, a lot of those guys honestly um, can be vegan and you know, jacked and strong. Yeah. But honestly, like a lot of the top vegan athletes are, are geared up. That's just a fact, you know. And, I think there there are certain, there's certain guys. I just don't guys. think it'll last longer than like four or five years. Like it, it, it comes yeah. to an end. Your body eventually has to pay the price.
1: Well, let's talk. Let's name. Let's talk about some people who've who've done relatively well on a vegan diet long term. Right? There's like John Venus. John Venus did really well on a vegan diet. I think he was so strict for like five years, and then he ate some animal foods for a few months, and he got like reeducated back into veganism. So, but he's <laughs> he's not making his son do it. He knows. It, it seems to me, at least, like he knows it's not he knows it's bullshit and i don't know i, I think he uh, i think he knows it's bullshit for children it's a dangerous move but he seems to do okay with it so he's like i'm gonna i'm gonna be vegan again like he's he's vegan again so you know hope hope he does well right you got him you got uh, his friends he's got like two friends that are uh pretty jacked and look good for vegans yeah man
11: i agree i, I hope they pull it off and you yeah. know whatever makes them happy you know and as long as they're healthy then you know just keep taking it day by day i guess but um i know for me i'm like i kind of think of his ancestry like I'm not going to lie. Like I had read some a couple articles, like re, uh, kind of reviewing science around how t- there's a genetic predisposition where only some people are actually capable of efficiently turning the EPA or I don't remember like the fatty acids from the plants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the conversion of DHA. Yes, right. Yeah. And you know, I have Scottish ancestry. I've got um, yeah. Mexican ancestry. I don't know which one of those had a bigger impact. Hey, hey, me,
1: chill with the racism, dude. Calm down. <laughs> that was super
11: racist. Mexican-American. Oh 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 I was like Latin- – I was thinking – I was like, yo, you know, my Scottish Viking ancestors probably were not, you know, built – designed by God to uh, be vegans even if there are other, you know, yeah. ends, like, basically ethnicities that might be genetically more capable of that. I know for me, as soon as I started eating the eggs, the beef, the chicken, the fish yeah. – Oh, I just, yeah, my strength (laughs) goes through the roof. You know, I look healthier, my skin, my hair, everything is so much easier and I I feel better my
1: mood, you know? It's insane. Like we don't, nobody realizes how important animal foods are more than somebody who's not eaten them for a period of time. Like when you've not eaten animal foods for a period of time, you understand how good they are. And this is, this is what's kind of sad about current vegans who lash out and they really like, they get, they get super upset with me and I know I, I poke the nest and stuff and uh, but no, but dude, I
11: I think I think that's what you have to do, and I yeah. think that you're you're making a good stand. I mean, like I said, like I was practically still vegan when I saw you poking fun at them, and yeah. I loved it. You know, I you helped me just open my eyes, and it's yeah. funny because like I even knew it was wrong deep down. The whole like in a sense, like you know how I knew when I first got the idea, like I had looked into how like these big giant big pharma was like investing into it. I was looking into how like Bill Gates was investing heavily into it and i still was just like oh i'll just i'll just ignore that and just pretend that i didn't see that you know what i'm saying and and now you know now we're here today and i sh- i see i shouldn't have ignored that it was kind of obvious the signs were there
1: yeah yeah no, I, I think i think a lot of people they get into and they're like like normal like i don't know what would you even call them people that people that i would sit down and have a conversation with people that i would have a I, would say have, I don't really drink beer. We go have a glass. I would have a glass of whiskey with and like hang out with for a little bit. Those type of people, they get into the vegan thing and they're like, "Man, these people are kind of fucking dorks." But you know what? You don't have to be a fucking dork and be vegan. Like there, there's some cool, there's some all right people in veganism too. I could be like one of the one of the not not super obnoxious and sufferable ones. I could be I could be one of the vegans that doesn't look like shit and is constantly uh, spewing a bunch of bullshit and annoying everyone around them. But, uh, totally, you, you man. quickly realized that there's, like, there's just no, you know, you know, I don't feel well. This is stupid. And, uh, and all these people are nuts.
11: Yeah. I noticed that most of the ex vegans on YouTube seem to give up around that three, four year mark. And I think that that timeline, there just must be some type of, you know, science behind that in terms of, you know, whether it's you becoming, um, deficient in those you know essential fatty acids maybe that's how long it takes for the, the science, science to all
0: says that veganism is the best the science the, the nutrition and dietetics association the american dietetics association say that it's found are all times of life
1: and uh, every stage of life it's perfectly acceptable and good and healthy They have all these mantras but it's like no you feel like shit and you're hangry and you're annoying and you're insufferable and you don't even like yourself eat a fucking steak yep. and you'll calm down
10: what was yeah the first? man,
11: I'll tell you what, the first time I had a grilled steak, oh wow, like I just I had never tasted anything so good. It was incredible. It really was. And and butter too, butter and eggs, man. Like honestly, steak, butter, and eggs and salmon. I'll I'll give those four. <laughs> like those are my top four foods ever since I had quit veganism, man. Like yeah. those foods just nourish my body so well and I can I can feel it.
1: That's that's cool, man. Yeah. I'm... There's, there's nothing like a good steak. It doesn't even have to be that fatty. Like, our, the steaks are really lean here, um, especially this time of year because there's not a lot of grass. Um, and there's just – there's something amazing about a steak. No, nothing compares to animal foods. That's the thing. You can't live off of plant foods alone without heavy supplementation. You can live off of animal foods alone. You can live off of nothing but beef. You can live off of nothing but steaks. With zero supplementation and a lot of people have done it and seen improvements to their health. And I'm not saying that everybody should. I'm not saying that that should be a goal to eat only meat or only animal foods. But you can do it and a lot of people are doing it for therapeutic reasons and getting good results with it. And healing from the degeneracy that they experience on a fully plant-based that, diet. That's actually supplement. what
11: I had to do um, for the first few months coming off of it. I um. was repulsed by you know all those vegetables that I used to eat every day. Like, <laughs> yeah. I literally – I basically went, you know, like hardcore carnivore. I'm not going to lie. I do eat, you know, more food groups now that I've been uh, about a year into eating the animal foods. So again, there's, there's no like the competition. First, like, we don't I literally just had beef, butter and eggs. I yeah. swear it was just beef, butter, and eggs.
1: But it wasn't because you couldn't digest any of the plant foods. You just didn't feel like eating them.
11: I just my body was just basically telling me no. I just it was not. In- I just wasn't interested. I basically I felt incredible eating. the. I felt better every single day eating the beef. And the butter and the eggs. Yeah. So I just didn't want to fix what or break what was already, you know, working.
1: Hey man, you know, it's it's I'm glad you didn't get to the point where your digestion was so trashed that, you know, I mean a lot of these vegans they become like suicidally depressed, they become uh, almost terminally ill. Like a lot of people they have to get to the point where it's so bad. I feel like guys like you who Yeah, I mean I, I feel like well socially well adjusted people most socially well-adjusted people don't go that deep into it and don't give it five years, right? But um, it it sucks to see when somebody does really buckle down and get stubborn with it, and and um, it, it sucks to see them suffer, and it really sucks to see people's children suffer from it. That is that's that's the, that's worst the number thing one thing, man.
11: Like that's when I like kind of Rick was asking myself, like, well, would I feed my kid this diet? And it's – like that that kind of. I guess
1: that's what opened, that's what made me realize I shouldn't do it to myself, you know? Yep. Yeah. Yep. I, I've seen, it sucks, but we've seen like, we've seen intense damage done to children through veganism. Thank God we never put our children on a vegan diet. But just from, you know, what's crazy, it's like our daughter, when she was one, she started getting dental caries. She was never vegan, right? We were like, almost, we were never really vegan for a little bit before conception, but never vegan. She was never vegan in pregnancy. Well, Ariana was never vegan. She ate meat during the pregnancy, but it's crazy. Like Ariana, she had dental caries, and as soon as we started giving her a bunch of butter and liver, cod liver oil, uh, her dental carry, her her teeth hardened up. And
11: yeah, man, her that's adult... that's awesome. I I honestly think that uh, I did see a bit of tooth decay um, during it, minimal, but I feel I feel like there was some like. Possibly my enamel quality had gone down a little bit during those years, so hmm. I think that's definitely uh, one of the reasons I like butter a lot. I haven't tried uh, cod liver oil, but um,
0: I'm, I, I'm I in
1: don't necessarily it. recommend cod liver oil. That's just something that that we you know use at the time. I'd say like you'd be fine just having, you know, I mean, liver butter. Well, um, cod, livers good, cod livers are really yeah. good. Like our kids love cod livers, but if you, you know, it's nothing to force, you know.
11: But they yeah, had, yeah, no. I'll definitely try that. I kind of, I
1: kind of just stick to,
11: like I said, the beef, butter, eggs, and, and salmon are my are my favorite, you know, foods. In try kidney foods, or kidney or liver. I would like to try some liver.
1: Yeah, liver and kidney are really good, man. And here, shout out to the shout out to Jessica for her book. You guys in the chat, if you're watching, check out the Carnivore Cookbook: Zero Carb Recipes for People Who Really Love Animals. There's a bunch of really good recipes. We show you how to make kidney, how to prepare nose to tail, good quality animal foods. And there are even some recipes with uh, some animal-based carbohydrates in there, some some carnivorous desserts for the more uh, for those who want to kind of expand into other foods, right? But I think a like a fully carnivorous diet, obviously not for everybody, not for everybody long term, and for a lot of people who use it, it's, it's a transition phase to where they are uh, is essentially just kind of resetting the digestive tract and and uh, getting to the basics, getting to the essentials, and then start adding from there, and uh, you find that you're able to have you know, quite a few other foods, you're, you're able to have a lot more variety if you, uh, if you create a nice foundation of good quality animal foods. Um, so yeah, it's, it's not about yeah,
11: like, I, I look at it as like basically like just one of the best
1: elimination diets possible. You know, that's essentially what it is, right? Mm-hmm. And for some people, they feel like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this for a long time. I'm going to do it forever. But um, I, I think it's, I think it's a fantastic kind of a reset tool. We're talking, we keep talking about the great reset. We talked about the relationship <laughs> reset today. But carnivore, as far as like a diet reset, carnivore is the great reset for your diet, and not in like yeah. the, the gay world economic forum total control grid way, but in like a uh, in a way of um, you just just kind of hitting the reset on the body and getting that getting the digestive tract to work f- uh, and function properly. The yeah, definitely. Also.
11: Yeah, uh, I was wondering how long, Tristan, like, have you, I guess, been aware of, like, a lot of these things that you're talking about? Like, for me, my timeline, I'm 24 now, I had kind of started to, I guess, dig into, like, rudimentary conspiracy theories that, you know, whatever you see on, like, Netflix or Google or YouTube, like, mm-hmm. when I was 16 years old. And then by the time I was 17, I was already, you know, full blown researched into, you know, things like, like I said, like, I guess, my topics I started with were like big pharma and like uh, I guess this some, some couple of geopolitical things regarding like Israel and America and uh, uh, you know like New World I mean, Order essentially. Our greatest was, ally. That's, So that's how long ago? Seven years ago. I was wondering like how long you have been researching this stuff. Yeah,
1: I mean, well, all right. So I, I grew up. I remember my grandma gave me when I was like twelve years old. She gave me this uh, CB radio. I Forget the brand. It was so awesome. It had five buttons on the top, and you could. It was digital. And it, it was an AM, FM radio, so I could listen in my room to the radio. Um, as I was 12, I remember I, I started listening to Coast to Coast. Um, George Norrie, uh, it was Art Bell back in the day, and then George Norrie took over. So this was like, oh man, I mean, I, when I was 10 years old, I went, read, when I was in fourth grade, wait, what, how old are you in fourth grade? Ten. Yeah, okay. yeah. I shouldn't have read this book. My parents shouldn't let me read this book, but I read Whitley Striever's book, Communion. Um, I don't know. Do you know who Whitley Strieber is? He's kind of... No, funny. I've never heard of that. He was like one of these... He's not really worth reading. Uh, but he wrote this book called Communion. It was about alien abduction and supposedly his experience with this. And I and I was like, what the hell is this? This is one of the craziest books I've ever read. Um, I was really in... Like, I read Jurassic Park also when I was 10, uh, when I was in fourth grade. So I read... Right, and, and Jurassic Park was all about genetic engineering. If it, the, the film Jurassic Park was interesting. I was really into the, the dinosaurs and shit when I was a kid. But when I read that book, I just like all the the kind of like deeper philosophical topics that it was talking about, like genetic engineering. That was basically what the book is about. It's about genetic engineering, uh, taking you know, uh, creation into your own hands, and it was it's a gnostic tale of um, of trying to like battle against the demiurge. of it, it, I remember reading that book and. and just thinking about like the possibilities and like, well, what are people right. doing? So with that's kind of what
11: started your journey, so to speak. Yeah. It was like fiction
1: and radio and like coast Dude, it's to funny. coast.
11: We, we have that in common. Like, and I was, when I was in the 11th and 12th grade, I took sci-fi one and sci-fi two. And I uh-huh. somehow had the best sci-fi teachers of all time because yeah. they literally made me read books like uh, brave new world. They made me read books like 1984 and we went deep into those books, you know, and, and that definitely, uh, those books, I guess helped open my mind to those ideas too. Yeah
1: yeah yeah so it was it was that it was like I remember listening to George uh, was face Art um a lot, and so then I was always reading the books about like I was obsessed with just mysteries right like what the heck is going on here I just we all know that there's way more going on, and I just always had this kind of inherent feeling that like we're not talking about most people are not talking about the most interesting things that are right in front of them. most people weren't asking the questions that I was obsessed with with probing and I I remember I used to lay in bed at night and just like wonder what you know what happens when we die right and just like try to I would try to Mm -hmm. do these like mental and I'm not definitely don't do this this was dangerous but I would do these like meditations as like a young child I would think about like the concept of like not being here like nothingness and try to like try to disassociate from what it was like what I am and just I would go really deep into these like weird meditations laying in my bed in the dark and and all those all those types of things just got me interested in the kind of the mysteries of life. And um, for better or worse, I, I uh, crawled around all that sort of stuff and read every book I could find about uh, things like UFOs. And uh, JFK became interested in JFK when I was in high school, it was in, like ninth, tenth grade. My grandma sent me a book from. That's very cool, Michael Collins Piper. And then yeah, it was just a lot of. Do you still uh,
11: do you still like what do you think about uh, meditating?
1: yeah I mean it's it, it, prayer right I mean meditate we're we're always like when you say like meditating as far as the eastern thing goes of uh, you know just uh, non-attachment just non-dualism right. like that's all bullshit that's all fake and gay uh, but like meditate like you know, In terms actually, of,
11: like, say, like just simply concentrating on your breath or something, like a concentration. Yeah, I mean, look, like concentrating
1: that. that can be fine, but also the, the breath work stuff that can become dangerous. And people, can I've seen people just get psychotic with, like. Okay,
11: so I, I, that's that makes sense. Like, I guess as long as you're not kind of going down, you know, making it a whole lifestyle, but maybe if it was like a ten minute practice or something like that, where you're just focusing on your breath. I think just to kind everything
1: of you do when you're everything you're doing, like you, we've, we have we have. We've been given this body. We've been given our mind. We have the ability to focus and go really microscopic. Uh, we can we can you know open up and, and close that lens. Uh, we can determine like wh- where we put our focus, right? But I think that a lot of these meditation practices are really dangerous. They just become like idolatrous states that people are, they always chase these states. Of, like, oh, I was in this meditation and I found this one state, and then they keep trying to recreate that state. I think that yeah, can be man, really I'm, dangerous. I've,
11: I've kind of had my fair share of, you know, experimenting with psychedelic drugs um, yeah, that many, kind of many, stuff. many years yeah. ago. And I did, um, you know, you know, heavily and frequently use marijuana for a point in my life, too. And uh, right now, I'm, you know, totally clean of all that. And it's funny, like, that same thing, man, like you are just saying, you're just chasing these states and. And I, I kind of look at it as almost like a demonic influence because you're kind of given these experiences that you didn't earn, so to speak, and um,
1: that's kind of where the chase begins, right? Yeah, the breath work stuff yeah. can be super dangerous too. The like, you know, like oh, I'm going to count my breath constantly. That stuff can be dangerous. But uh, you know, if you get really anxious, like uh, there's the Buceco method, and there's this Dr. Buceco. He's a Russian doctor, and he was using this to show asthmatic children how to use their lungs and breathe into the deep lobes, the very deep parts of the lungs, and to use the diaphragm. I think it's super important sometimes to just, like, hey, take a deep breath. Like, well, right. look at you. You're all clenched up. Like, you see, like, a child, and they're throwing a fit. It's like, hey, like, come here. Come take a deep breath. Like, do you, feel, like, what's up with that? Release that. You know, you can – there's ways, like – but this whole thing of uh, – this meditation. You must go to your meditation mat. You sit there. It's like, dude, meditation is like doing physical labor is meditation, right? Right. I
11: mean, you can practically, you know, med- people who meditate preach about awareness, right? And and the reality is we can practice awareness all day long. You're always right? aware. This
1: is the thing. They focus on awareness and then they idolize these states of awareness. And then they try to constantly be in those states and they treat it like a like an idol, like a drug. So... Yeah, I think yeah. The, the meditation like stuff, like all this con, like meditation as content and as like uh, you know yoga and all this stuff is stupid. Yeah. But that doesn't mean stretching's bad. It doesn't mean like you know putting your hands in the air. Oh no, that's you, you put your hands in the air and you're stretching. You're doing the I love it. man. You're doing so the deep. Exactly. Pose. It's just like a little bit of deep breathing
11: is good. A little bit of stretching is good. But yeah. but making this whole philosophy around these things, um, that's where it gets dangerous. I totally agree.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so I think the uh, the meditation. It's like, look, you're you're doing physical labor, you're doing meditation, you're doing you're practicing a skill, you're trying to hone in a trade. That's deep meditation. Uh, this whole thing of like do nothing meditation it's freaking retarded. Yep, and it's that's that's a that's a it's a mind suck, and that it's not even like yoga meditation shit that they've imported to the West. This isn't even like these are not ancient traditions. A lot of this stuff they're just mishmash, hodgepodge, um, kind of. Uh, Packaged, commodified little bits of culture taken out of context and and put into the West, and then you get told all oh, these are, all the enlightened gurus are doing this. Look at the the little funny brown men who uh, who are so enlightened. They all do this, and all you stupid Western whiteies who have no culture and have no history because you are just idiots. This is what you should do, and you'll become enlightened. And it's just it's a, it's it's stupid. It's a replacement a replacement for a real um, connection to God. I think, um, I think that's uh, yeah. I don't know. I'd...
11: No, I, I think that's really wise the way you're putting it, man. Like I, yeah, same thing. Like I said back during, you know, when I was brainwashed in those other ways, uh, I was definitely experimenting with meditating and stuff as well. I, I also don't do that anymore, but yeah, like I agree, just like you said, like hard labor is meditation. Like today, I was doing my fall cleanup. It's funny. I live in um, I live in upstate New York actually, uh, which is pretty crazy during all this uh COVID lockdown stuff you know with my uh, our governor cuomo i'm sure i'm sure you've heard of him and uh his antics yeah
1: good old nipples good old, <laughs> good old governor nipples
11: yeah the governor cuomo is definitely interesting but uh yeah so it's been pretty bad here in new york in terms of just businesses shutting down left and right and and the lockdowns persisting and everything. I mean, the mm-hmm. gyms—like, I'm a personal trainer, dude—and the gyms didn't even reopen from all the way through March until the end of August. So, I was uh, basically out of my job for a pretty long time this year. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, that's New York's a mess, man. What do you think is yep. going to happen? You got any any um, any predictions for the next couple of weeks, the election, and whatnot?
11: Yeah, I mean, I I would like to. I'm just going to predict that, I guess, you know, Donald Trump is going to win and, you know, essentially, you know, whoever's behind, I guess, trying to, you know, destroy this country from the inside out essentially is, you know, through whether it be through like, I guess, all these leftist antics with like BLM and Antifa and stuff like that. I'm just sure there's probably gonna be really bad riots after uh, Trump wins. That's my prediction. I just like Trump's gonna win, and like for a couple of weeks, it's gonna be like insane riots in cities, and and then it's just all gonna fizzle out, and everyone's
1: gonna forget it ever happened. Yeah. See, so, yeah, I hope I hope it's not too bad. It seems like the plan is like just chaos until January.
11: Yeah, I mean, I I agree. I think I think there is definitely gonna be, like I said, chaos for. I mean, I I'm hoping a couple weeks, but but you never know what kind of tricks they got up their sleeve. But um, you know, I guess I choose not to worry about it, honestly, because I don't, you know, I don't live in a city, you know, I live, you know, in pretty, you know, open areas,
1: so nice, yeah,
11: in a conservative area at that too, you know, where the area I live in, you know, we got guns, we got property, and we got land, you know, so check your privilege. I guess I just I just choose to kind of uh, stay, keep my head out of it, you know,
1: right? Just check your privilege and and uh, and move on definitely <laughs> i guess yeah i
11: i am very grateful for uh what i got you know i'm definitely in a situation where you know we're safe and <laughs> that's good we're taken care of yeah so i guess like but if i i'm trying what i'm trying to say is if i lived in new york city like i would be shitting my pants and i would never live in new york city even before all this man. i told myself that i was like i've never been a city boy like i visited cities like houston new york city and la oh, houston's and crazy it's just not my thing man
1: houston's nuts and the humidity there um Shoot, all right, man. Thank, thank you for calling. I really appreciate you sharing uh, sharing the story, man. I'm glad glad it could be useful for you, and uh, glad I could be. Yeah, man.
11: Thank you for having me on again, and, and and thank you again, you know, for putting out that message to the world and helping me make that change. And uh, definitely, I'll keep supporting your stream, man. Uh, keep it up.
1: Thanks, man. I, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for uh, for calling in for the inspiration, and please call in another time, man. I want to I want to hear what's going on. I'm sure. I'm sure we can. Uh, we will have some interesting things to talk about in the coming weeks. We'll Sounds late. good,
11: Tristan. Have a good night, man.
1: All right, bro. Later. Speaking of. Speaking of bigotry, we got Aaron the big, Aaron the big black dude coming here to spread his toxic masculinity. Excuse me, Aaron. Aaron. Mm-hmm. Aaron, you might he might have stepped away. What's hey, what's up, buddy? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? How you doing, man?
12: Oh, I'm good. I'm good. It's it, uh, been an interesting little stream you had here so far.
1: Are you gonna try to? You're calling in to try to start a polyamorous relationship with me, aren't you?
12: No, those days are those days are numbered. You you were speaking Spanish though. That kind of that kind of did. Uh, Terminal, like, you want me but, to be your
1: Ricky Ricardo? You want me to like come? You're like, I'll be like, Aaron, you got so much planning to do. No. no. You
12: know, the crazy thing is most of my friends are Spanish. I lived with a bunch of Spanish people and I never learned it. It's literally like one of the, the few things I'm
1: truly embarrassed about. Are Puerto Ricans or Dominicans or where are they from? Uh, Dominicans. Domin- Dominicans,
12: Puerto Ricans, Mexicans. I've... I've where I'm from, there was just, a, it was a. No Mexicans in town. New
1: York. Stop lying. There's not a single Mexican at all in New York.
12: New Jersey. And yes, there's Mexicans here and Peruvians and oh. Ecuadorians. There's a lot um, of
1: Ecuadorians. Ecuadorians go to New York. They go to Chicago, New York, and Miami and they work and then they come back.
12: Yeah. Oh, they're, 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 they're out working the fuck out of
1: people. <laughs> Dude, you, these Ecuadorians, you, you see that work ethic, man? Fucking insane work Dude. ethic.
12: My my hometown. I'm from a a, a little town called Plainfield, yeah. and it has from from when I was a child, it has completely been taken over by Spanish people. Wow. I mean, it, and I don't have a I don't I don't have a problem with it, you know. But
1: if you were white, like I could call you racist, but I can't. I have to I have to kiss your butt. Dude, I got I'm no problem lie. with
12: it. I'm cool with all of them. But yeah, they can industrious. They completely took over the whole town. It used to you be like hard man. Like, like used to be like thirty. 30, 70 now it's like 60 40 and 60 percent is
1: Spanish, <laughs> wow, but they have like their citizens they have visas or something. Or how do what are they? I, I hope Ecuadorians I hope. go, Ecuadorians go, and they like they'll just get a visa for a few months, they'll work three to six months and then come back sometimes yeah. longer. My uh, so there are some friends of ours from like Ecuadorians are up in New York right now, and this one guy really likes it, Cesar. He likes it. He went like. How did you
12: get, like, hooked up with, like, the Spanish culture? Because it seems like you're really... I'm not Spanish.
1: I'm, we're <laughs> in Ecuador. We're not Spanish, man. You... You're I... racist. You think we're all Spanish because you're racist and you're a is... bigot. <laughs> How
12: did you get Because you seem to know a lot of, like...
1: Dude, Spanish. I'm from Southern California. I'm, I'm like, mexican I'm Mexican, basically. Trans- <laughs> I'm a trans-Mexican. I'm a trans-essay. I grew up in Southern California. <laughs> And well, That's southern. A, okay, and
12: that that, make, that makes a lot of sense. Come to think of it. But getting back onto the, I guess polyamorous non-monogamy. And getting topic, back to um, your proposition,
1: that, go ahead. What is your proposition?
12: There's no proposition. It's I know there's idea. a proposition
1: coming. Don't. No. You're blushing. No propositions. You're... It's
12: it's a it's a terrible idea for for all parties involved. And I'm just learning this.
1: What if we just try it, man? We can make it work. Like if me, you, Betunia, and Jessica. Polyamorous, quadrant. I mean,
12: there's a little, there's a little bestiality in there. I don't know if that'll work. That, have you, you know... seen the
1: movie The Human Centipede?
12: Jesus Christ! Listen, it, it... <laughs> I, I, I've tried it before. The Human Centipede? You've tried it? No, 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 not oh, that, yeah. not that. Okay, I've tried, I've tried polyamory before, and uh, it was disastrous. It, it is completely disastrous. Yeah. Uh, um. I think I, I explained to you a little bit of my situation with the mother of my children. And,
1: but you yeah. didn't talk about, you didn't tell me about the, uh, the poly part. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I kind of left that part out. Convenient, convenient to leave out. <laughs>
12: I yeah, leave it out. To... to leave out. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
12: Um, so I was, tr- I mean, I've always been, this is a, this is difficult to talk about, you know, but I will talk about those super chats so though. Uh, I don't feel compelled to talk about this without super chats.
1: Involved. You don't have to talk. You don't have to. Hey, man, we don't have to go there. I know we don't have to. We don't have to go. You, you got like five billion people watching right now, um, <laughs> live on YouTube.
12: The world, the world is watching.
1: The whole world yeah. is watching right now. Except freaking Donald Trump tried to take my slot and do like a, a freaking rally during my stream, like directly gang stalking me and trying to do. it. Oh, yeah, so he, he, he You you did it. This you freaking dirtbag. He
12: did Frank,
1: dirt bag. you were doing. I asked. I asked permission of Frank. He said it was okay if I streamed today. But freaking this dickhead Donald Trump trying to take my take my shine. Did a rally. Pulling a Tristan Haggard. <laughs> what a what a scumbag this guy. I didn't even realize that's my slot. My slot, um, man. Well, can we can we not
12: get into politics today? Let's talk about let's talk about. Degeneracy. All right. Would you be in would a polyamorous
1: relationship with Donald Trump and Joe Biden? And do you think? Look, you as a you're a black man, would that heal the nation? You, Joe Biden, Donald Trump, Melania, and three other women of your choice in a polyamorous relationship. Could we stop well, global I mean, warming? There,
12: well, and, well, who's, who's going to be the cucks? Is it going to be Donald Trump in, in uh... Donald Trump and Biden. No, it's all even, dude. You
1: guys are all, there's no, there's no like jealousy or anything like that. That's all, that's lower vibration. We're talking high vibration. High vibration, man. You don't need that.
12: You, you, you were in the vegan community. Didn't you hear about all this alternative lifestyle crap in there?
1: Man, I was in the vegan community. I was never really vegan. Um, (laughs) No, you see people like with this crap all the time. You see people with this nonsense, this, uh, the, the poly thing is weird, man. The poly thing is so stupid. I just I don't Ooh. understand how anybody. I mean, I, I know you. I know. You, sorry, you got sucked into it, but I just I get I'm like amazed that anybody would want to be tortured like that.
12: Well, well, here's the here's the thing. You have to. There's a that video that you watched with the with the quad couple. Um, there's a lot of questions that weren't asked. Like you could easily ask all of them. Uh, how were your parents? Did you have a mother and father? Did you did you grow up with healthy relationships? How many partners have you had? You can ask literally like ten questions, and you will re- you can ask three questions. and realize that they're all fucking insane.
1: Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right.
12: You can, ask, <laughs> you, can you can ask the the, the guys. Uh, have you ever known another guy before? I'm pretty sure they cut that shit out. Yeah,
1: yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. There's. There's a lot of weird stuff going on and a lot of confusion. I think it's like they're just relationships that are essentially built on confusion and manipulation. Is what they are.
12: It is. I've I've known at least I've known at least uh, more than my fair share of, of polyamorous couples, and they were never well adjusted people. They were always crazy. They were always even if even in, in the beginning when you when you first proje- when they first projected out to. To me, or to people I know, yeah. and then you're just with them for a little bit, and then you can see the layers just eroding. Yep.
1: Do so you they, stand they,
12: up every? They, do you stand up the whole time during your streams?
1: Usually, well, I sit. Sometimes I'll sit down for like a little bit. Right now, I'm gonna sit down. I was standing up the whole time. Yeah. I don't like. I get my back is sore sitting down. I get. I got injuries, man. I got pains.
0: I got traumas. I got injuries. Oh
12: man, this is like this
0: is I like the so much pain. You have, you have the ah.
12: <laughs> but isn't isn't life isn't isn't pain you know part of life? suffering all all those?
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> depends on who you ask, right? Uh, you yeah, know, yeah. no, I don't mind it. I I no, enjoy so standing Oh yeah what well, i sometimes I like sometimes i'll stand up sometimes I'll sit down for like half the stream oh yeah dude. today I did it standing I'm about to I'm about to fall asleep sitting down now sitting down I feeling all relaxed now that I sit down
0: yeah,
12: yeah get comfortable relax you know you, you've been you've been grinding the
1: stream game out I' mean, grinding look at I'm grinding over here let's let's come over here and check the chat where your where's your stream labs chat look at all these bigots all these bigots over here. Learning all these hey you guys, if you want to be in a polyamorous relationship with me, set a stream labs. not um, hey guys, if you it's
12: gotta be for it's gotta
1: be generous, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're the big fat super chats. Let's see some stream labs, guys. Stream labs link is in the description and hit the thumbs up, thumbs up, hit the share. Well, uh, yeah, so how did sorry, we, we got side sidetracked there. I almost don't want to hear about it because it sounds like it's painful, and it sounds like you half want to talk about it and half want to just like forget about it. But
12: um, it's, oh, it's it's there's nothing but pain. My my life has been punctuated. I mean, everyone's life is punctuated with pain. <laughs> this was particularly bad. Yeah, you know, it was it was me. Because here's the thing: why would somebody? All right. Well, first off, let's just say I I grew up in a single family house. Yeah. That's that's not you know. Typical millennial. typical millennial
0: typical millennial
12: course Yeah, typical millennial mm-hmm. and and uh being being uh,
1: overweight, I had a lot
4: of
1: <laughs> Sometimes it works, I, I man. Racism, man. I love Sometimes to it racism, works. bro. <laughs> hey there you go. Jake, thank you very much. There's a girl I dated way back, asked if we could be poly. It came out of nowhere. I bailed so fast, LOL. Yeah, good bail, good bail, And Get out of there. Big red flag. If a chick tells you she wants a fuck buddy or a polyamorous relationship, get out. You want nothing. I wish, to do. I, would, I, wish I would have had
12: this... I would show my older self that and I would be in a better <laughs> position now. Yeah. Because <laughs> well, cause here, cause here's the thing. You know, being being overweight, I had a lot to compensate for, if you know what I mean. Like, I was overcompensating for a lot. And my relationships never were really amazing. So I started... Uh, how can I say this? All right. I'll say it bluntly. At almost 500 pounds, I was sleeping around a lot. Like you'll be surprised with, with being uh, – like I was like I have nothing. I'm overweight and I was just trying to constantly overcompensate
1: and yeah. be, women, be women. It, sure be it becomes women. like a drug. I mean it's just like – it's like any drug. It can be it, – it, it become addicted. It's it a drug. You're, you're chasing the state. You're chasing like the you're, – you're chasing like that feeling of approval Right, it's and it's like it's it's this, the thrill of the chase, it's the whole thing. But then at the end, it becomes kind of empty. Eventually, hopefully sooner uh, rather than later. Empty.
12: I felt like I felt like I would look at myself in the mirror and I would not just see like my eyes would be black, like in my in you know in my mind's eye. I would, it, was, it was like yeah. I felt like I felt like a I felt like a demon. Honestly, I felt like a oh, wow. like what's wrong What's wrong with me? Like what What am I doing? And and it's not—it's nothing to boast about. Like I could have been a one of those, like, what is it, dating coach or some one of those, one of those pickup artists,
1: a pickup artist. I, I, I
12: could have, honestly, I could be a pickup artist, but there's nothing but shame in that because, right. I mean, you know, I would say it's it's a it's an unhealthy number, I would say. Yeah. But um, and so I I was I was musing with myself, and I'm like, maybe I'm not meant to be in a monogamous relationship. And I told myself that for a while. I had the first step was to unlearn those feelings of feeling bad for what I was doing. That's 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 how any addict does it. You just justify it.
1: No, you smash down your conscience.
12: Smash down the conscience. Yeah, and and I did a very good job at that for a long time mm. until I hurt way more people, including myself, than I should have. You know, yeah. being a slave to the passions or a slave to my to my desire, which is you know something I would say to myself, I was a slave to my desire, Yeah. and it's just like any other drug. Is you know you just do it and do it until it and it, and it has ruined my life. I have lost job to be with women.
1: Wow. You know, what I mean? yeah, 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 I have lost job. So it's like impulsive. Also, it's not just like it's uh, something that you're doing in your spare time. It became like an impulsive addiction where you're to the detriment of your own long-term health and economic well-being. I hate that word. Your economic stability, you were you were yeah. destroying that to chase these addictions, which was
12: Yeah, yeah. It was it was I was I would I can 100% admit that I was a sex addict at one point. Yeah. And that's what sort of led me to degeneracy and led me to trying to be polyamorous and mm-hmm. I mean even recently I I'm still I'm still in a stage where I'm where I'm uh, trying to trying to figure out what I really want. Like right now, I don't want a relationship. I don't want to be with people right now because of how how much work I have to do on myself. But um but yeah, it's 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 crazy. That the and going down those dark rabbit holes and just seeing the end result from a lot of people, it becomes very transactional. Mm. You know, it you know the the there's you know, there's websites for everything. There's websites where you can find literally everything. Yes. Yeah. And I was I what happened was I started going on i I'm not gonna name any of them to give them credit.
2: Come on, name them
1: all. Um, name them all. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm, name all the women wanna, too. What are the women's names? No.
12: I mean that, that I've 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 lost talent, honestly. And <laughs> I'm not saying any I'm not saying any of this in with with, with like a chip on my shoulder of pride. You know, um because there there are there are quotables that I could say that in my head are like, I was a real piece of shit, like here's a quotable, I forgot more names than I remember,
1: yeah, that's a terrible quotable yeah
12: <laughs> that's that's if I was running for a campaign and someone read that that would like that's a terrible person
1: and what you said earlier about looking in the mirror and you see him your eyes is black, that's pretty that's pretty intense yeah you know it, it's
12: yeah I mean I'm a you know I'm, I'm a happy-go-lucky I'm a chipper guy but yeah, I've man. been through Helen Beck I haven't talked about substance abuse or anything like that but yeah I have my I think that's experience. why you're
1: so easy to talk to it's like you're a real person you're not like you're not here trying to you're not trying to pretend like you talk to these people sometimes and they're just such these fake internet people like they're just they're trying to, it's, the, I'm this, this is me, and this is my story, and I've got this, but you're not, you don't know, I don't see that from you. You're not trying to frame something. Uh, you, you've obviously been through some real shit, and that's why you're able to have a yeah. conversation. You can talk about anything.
12: Yeah, pretty much. That, that's, well, it's gotten me in trouble. It yeah. has gotten me in trouble. Someone, I've had people use, use my YouTube videos against me, which has happened. You know, so I'm, and... Because here's the thing, when you speak truth, one, truth is powerful, truth is light, truth is dark as well, truth is truth. And some people can't do that, so they try to, they try to make, they try to punish you for doing that. Yeah. You know, but there's some, how's anyone going to know who you are if you don't tell the truth?
1: Yeah, yeah well, if somebody's stuck in illusion, they, oftentimes, it's because they reject the truth, so they hate it. You tell the truth, they get mad at you. They don't want to see that. They want to see other people who are miserable and fake like them. And then yeah. oh, that's it's a sad, is a sad reality. But people don't like it. Yeah, not all people, not all people. It's like I don't but know. I think, again, I'm bigger and
12: stronger than you, so I won't worry too much.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you, very, Erica donated five bucks. This Western Price Foundation claims CV is five hay. But that's not – that's. I don't think that's true. I don't think that's actually – I don't think that has anything to do with what we're talking about also. But I appreciate the donation, and uh, I don't think that's true. Uh, maybe somebody with a handle on Twitter or something was popping off. Um, but yeah. Anyways, thank you. Thank you for the donation, Erica. I appreciate that. And anybody in the chat, you guys enjoying the stream, send them donations via Streamlabs. There's a link down in the description. I'll put the link here in the chat right there.
12: Yeah. I'm, don't worry. Just do, do, do Give super chess. I'm just spilling out my soul on the internet <laughs> to, to, the, to the ether.
1: Well, I think it was, what I was going to say, I want to say something. I think uh, you're kind of like, I think you're in a good spot, man. You're talking about, I mean, you're, you're in this place where you see, you see kind of all the, you see the crumbled mess of your past. You see this kind of disjointed, disordered way that you were going about things before. Um, I know you believe in a higher power. I know you believe in God. Right, so it's like I think you're, you're 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 moving towards kind of integrating a lot of this stuff, and I don't know, maybe maybe that healthy like actual real long term relationship is uh, maybe it'll come about soon, man. It's you're, like you're better you're better, better off you. to be going into a good like solid relationship. From the state you're in now, where it's like you're you're brutally honest with yourself, you know you you know many of your shortcomings. Obviously, we don't we never can see all of our flaws and shortcomings, and uh, we're, we're blinded to a lot of our we're blinded to our own delusion, which is you know unfortunate, but that's that's life. I think I don't know. It sounds to me like maybe maybe you are in a good spot to uh, to to be in a real healthy relationship where you're both honest. Well, and...
12: I'm, I'm eventually they're gonna have to they're gonna have to. They're going to have to um, put up with a lot, you know, because I realize I'm a difficult person, you know, for what that again, this is sort of why I sort of was, was uh, going towards polyamory myself is because I was like, man, I am a crazy. I'm crazy. You know, I'm, I'm not normal. I'm, you know, any relationship I've had, my mouth has sort of just gotten the best of me. Let's just say. And a lot of people can't take that. Like, you're, you're out of the dating pool. I'm still in it. And man, it is not, it, it's, it's, it's in a really bad state. Like if you, I've had conversations with people, that I, I'll talk to them for, you know, a month and I'll say one thing, no, I'll say, I'll say maybe a week or two and I'll say one thing they don't like and I'll never, I'll never hear from them again. The, 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 this this new paradigm of relationships is very beneficial for you know the opposite sex. Let's just say that, and it's almost like a it's almost like a shooting gallery. So the the way relation, it's almost like a, it perpetuates itself. You know it it would it would perpetuate my behavior. You know so I would get I would talk to somebody. You know we'd be together for a while. And then I do something they don't like, then they break up with me or I break up with them or I end up, you know, uh, you know, cheating or something like that. And it, even if I didn't, it would it, it seemed like it would just perpetuate itself over and over again. And it's only been getting more accelerated. So I'll talk to somebody and within four days, I'll stop talking to them because I'll say something they don't like. And usually this thing that I, they don't like would be more or less true you know to me. So but it's just like relationships are not going to eventually I think they're going to go back to a more uh conservative stance, but it's not going to be until we get in the full uh Sodom and Gomorrah land.
1: Yeah, no, but there's always people, they are always like women want a good relationship, they want a good dude. That's I mean that that doesn't change. Like they don't th- th- we get confused, we get lost. And we get addicted to all sorts of nonsense, and get, you uh, can get in those so delusional states. But people still want, people have basic desires and basic wants. And our, our our most basic, our most primal desire is connection to God and the truth. That's our that's our heritage, right? Like the most the most primal desire and primal instinct does not uh, you, you know put your pee pee in the in the wet holes, or you know uh, dominate every other dominate all the beings around you and become the last male standing and take all the women it's like that's not our deep desire is for transcendence for God and that's uh that's our heritage that's what um that's what 's offered to us so I think understanding that is is important and um women that 's what women want they want a good man who's going to uh, be a good godly man and And be honest and real, and um, all the other bullshit is less powerful when when it's contrasted with that real rawness of what you really have, what you got in your heart, what you really are. Not the sellout part of it that you were using to like, you know, I'll show this little part of it so I can get this from this person. Like that's, you know, it's like, but the real person in there, it's like that's something that's that's good, and that's you have something to give with that. So I think. I think uh not not that it should be the main focus is like finding a relationship but hey it can happen it, I think uh,
12: I I'm like I said I'm I'm in the I'm in the build myself phase which is it's
1: a it's gonna be a long process you make MGTOW. we
12: got something
1: we got sorry phoenix conilations just yep. something oh can uh-huh. you hear hey f- hello. Venus compilations, can you hear us? Hi, everybody. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Question mark.
5: So, can I be in the in the relationship with y'all too? No.
1: Oh yeah, you're totally done. You're in. No, you can't. No. Okay. Well, it's Betunia gotta, it's gotta can. Be, uh, Betunia's expensive. in. There's not room. Like we got Betunia, me, uh, Doctor Gregor. Who else? I'll send
5: my application. I mean he's an anime
12: character though like wouldn't that is that count or something?
1: Yeah. Yeah maybe if you were Charizard. He's too rare. He's too rare. (laughs) Charizard can definitely join the the poly relationship if it's a holographic Charizard. Me you Betunia holographic Charizard uh, and Dr. Gregor and we need like maybe like five or six women but that that could be the relationship that would heal the nation. (laughs)
5: <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, uh, Aaron. I'm listening to your story. Uh, I appreciate your story. Thank you for telling, uh, you know, random people on the internet. But uh, yeah, um, as long as you figure out what you did wrong and you try to do right, that that's what it's all about, basically. You know, most people don't even get to that step.
12: It's you, the, There, there's a, there's a, there's a very well trained. Um, God, I'm about to I'm about to get into Aaron a big black boot bag. Um, so if I to turn off the fuck mad bitches, you know, uh, muscle is very hard, and and it's it's something that I'm really trying hard to 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 tame. That is my demon. You know, I realize you know the 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 seven deadly sins or the, the passions, you know, as they're called. I realize why they're deadly, because given any of them to their farthest conclusion will kill you. You know anything, whether it be gluttony, whether it be greed, whether it be uh,
1: anger. You know. So why is it so, so hard yeah. then? And once you realize that, shouldn't it become a lot easier to say no? What's the hard part?
12: Well, you're missing. You're missing the. the 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 hard part is learning self worth. Hmm. That is the hard part. That's probably that's probably my biggest Achilles heel. Uh, as confident as I may seem, or uh, many people I, I would assume, um, my self worth is probably not where it needs to be. I mean, that could be just from the way I grew up. Uh, you know, being the quintessential fat kid. Uh, it, it could be a, a lot of factors involved. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to learn that self worth. And here's the thing: luckily, I do. I have. I have gotten more self worth because I have. I do say you know a lot more. And I realized when I was when I was a I'm going to get into when I was a fat fuck like I, I got more women back then than I do now because of my self worth. Like I look way better now than I used to. I talk to less people because of the the bar that I set for myself. So it's, you know, I'm getting there.
5: Yeah. I remember being in uh, high school and seeing couples and having anxiety from seeing couples because I just thought, oh, they're just, they're going to break up. It's, it's bound to happen because that was the... Well, high school couples the, are so um,
1: flippant, right? Like it's such... It's a childish relationships when they're in high school and even like college kids too. I can relate to that. It's like it's totally, it's just so this is just so fake. It's usually built on on so many false premises.
5: Yeah, but my friend now he's been with his girlfriend since um, high school, so it's probably been like I don't know, like four or five years. And I'm happy for him. It's like, hey, he found his, and it's a long term thing, and that's a good thing. And I used to be, I used to feel insecure about that. I used to feel nervous about that, but it's like, now I feel like it's a good
1: thing. Yeah, I think it's great, man. Marrying your high school sweetheart, like that's the best, one of the best moves you can make as far as, you know, long-term relationship status. You don't want to be searching around and and shopping around for years, especially as we age, like the the, the pool gets more and more contaminated. Um, The the culture is getting more and more degenerated. And, uh, you know, the longer... A woman has been out there chasing delusion. The harder it is to um, to reel her back into reality, and same with you know with us too. Like the longer we're out there delusionally chasing just nonsense, and the harder it is to reel ourselves back into reality.
12: Tristan, how did you do it? Give me some advice. Give uh,
1: give give Well, some... I was twenty twenty two, no twenty one, twenty two when uh when I. Got together. I was just sick. I was just I, I had a conversation with a friend of mine. I remember sitting in my car uh, after work or maybe it was during work. I was, a, I was a valet. I worked at this little hotel on the beach and I got the park car. It was so cool. I didn't even know how to drive a stick and I got this job as a valet. Uh, I learned how to drive a stick shift as a valet on all these cars that weren't mine. It was really crazy. Uh, but I remember – yeah, I it was off work at the end of the shift and I was sitting in my car – Talking to a friend of mine um, who was my my age and he still lived, he was like a high school friend so he still lived down south and I was living up north and uh, I was, he was just like, man, the next girl I'm with, I'm going to marry her and I'm going to have children. And I was like, dude, I kind of feel the same way. I'm sick of all this, like, these little, like, trying to, like, date girls. Like, I want, I want to have a relationship and build like, something real. And I was like, yeah, dude, I'm with you on that. I'm going to do that too. <laughs> Basically, I was like, you know what? That's it. The next, And I, I just, I was like, you know what? There's, there's no more screwing around. And um, I think I think I had like one girlfriend before, like from that time. And then I you know, met Jessica. I had like, I think it was like two. No, it was one. I had like one girlfriend who wasn't that serious and just kind of fell apart. And it was like, yeah, whatever. It was you know, kind of cool. And then. Uh, yeah, I met Jessica and uh, just it worked out. It was kind of by the grace of God uh, But we had a lot of work that we both had to do as well um, But yeah, I basically just told her like look this is i uh, I'm not I'm not looking to uh, to like Really mess around anymore. I'm not Like it's either you're gonna like come along and, or or you're not and we can we do other things and she was just like Okay, cool. Like yeah, let's do this. And uh, we just it just it worked out
12: I'm, I'm so I'm so jealous I don't i don't even know if i have i don't even know if i have it in me to do that but i don't fear of commitment i guess you could say i mean yeah. that's 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 one of the problems because my cousin uh Donnie, he he married his uh i guess right after high school sweetheart and they're they're still together i think it's been what is it i think it's eight years now it could i mean it could be shit, it's probably twelve actually now i think about it um, it seems like I'm right. not having any difficulty. Again, I'm bigger than you. I'm stronger really, than you.
1: Some really solid advice from Hench right there. Just be bigger and stronger like him.
12: Yeah, I mean, I, I tried it and it, and it failed. <laughs> but
0: <laughs> but but um
12: but yeah. So he married his high school sweetheart and or out of high school sweetheart, and they're doing really well. He was always religious. Um, he was Jehovah's Witness when he grew up. Um, as as I was, but my friends were more like you were in your you were in your your friend's car. Like maybe I don't want to do this, you know, dating around thing. I was and I in my was, car. I was, I was on the new... phone
1: on my flip phone, talking to my buddy, talking to my buddy Pete.
12: Yeah, I was in the you know we need to fuck mad bitches time. Yeah, <laughs> and, and listen, and, and I'm I'm sure you you know like in the in the I guess where I grew up, it was a little it was a little different. Um. And I think I had a girlfriend. I had a damn. I had a girlfriend um, for like a couple of years, and then she broke up with me because her friends were like telling her that she needs to find better. And after that, I kind of just after that initial heartbreak, I kind of just went insane. Wow. And uh, yeah, yeah. Heartbreak. Is, I, I honestly, I feel like not to not to put the onus on on women, but I I feel like it's all their women, fault. Create, create more monsters than than you been guys because it's all their fault. will
1: do that. It's all their what fault. It's all their fault. Everything.
12: Everything. <laughs> Everything. Right. Not not that you have a weak constitution as a man.
1: <laughs> Wait. We got Deputy Dave. Deputy Dave is is uh, he's apologizing. He says, "I love Matt Andrews. Can I get on with my life now?" Deputy Dave. I'm. Just... <laughs> I'm just give me I'm sorry, I just I always gotta mess with you a little bit. Just a little bit. Matt's not even here. But uh yeah, speaking of toxic masculinity. Man. Yeah, oh he's super man. toxic. Toxic he's where's he's king bigot. Toxic influence that Matt, like try to tell you, you can't vote because you're black. If he knew
12: all the things about I me, mean, he definitely would disqualify me from voting. That's why I got so that. upset that day.
6: I was like, if he always
1: I'm just going to change the history of it and say that he said you can't vote because you're black. Even though it's not what he said, I'm just going to go ahead and throw that out there. That's why he said that. That's, why said that. that's really why.
5: That is. I, I feel that way. <laughs> is Matt going to join our relationship too?
1: I don't know. Can man. he join? Matt's not even in the chat. What is your problem, Matt? He hasn't called in all week. I think Deputy, Deputy Dave scared him away. Deputy Dave, I'll tell Matt that you said you love him. I haven't seen Matt. Matt maybe Matt's mad at me. Matt, you can you can come and join our channel. Uh, yeah, we need partner. to have we need to have a
12: bigoted debate. Me and Matt
1: and, and, and Matt. Tristan.
5: We
12: need we need you to moderate.
5: But uh, Tristan, I wanted to watch a video with you. That was alright.
1: Like a short clip. OnlyFans? Only fans? What's the video? Do you guys
5: want to watch my wife's OnlyFans?
1: <laughs> where's the clip send it to me send it in the chat
5: in it's the just go chat... to Rob
1: Bliss I'm just talking about Rob Bliss you know about
5: Rob Bliss right is his channel his YouTube channel yeah he's just I don't know because I was watching um, this watch interview with Drew Moore about a year ago and that was with you Drew Moore dude and I, I couldn't believe Conscious that I couldn't
1: believe that conversation and, that was so weird
5: And at one point like near the end you were like Dude, if I was your brother, I would be crying if if I saw you do with that video of you doing push-ups. I'll be crying right now. Yeah. Because he just
1: looks so emaciated. Dude, I, I, but, I, uh, I remember getting off that call and like actually crying because he was he was like he was so he was just so gone and so I don't know man, that was that was a hard one and it just seemed like the audience and other people just don't even care like they just want the entertainment and they just I don't know to me it just. If you go to his
5: channel, he gets so many dislikes every video, and he gets people talking like, "What are you doing, bro? Like, you're not gaining enough weight. You're not gaining enough muscle." He's going to the beach and he's like doing uh, calisthenics for three hours straight, (laughs) and he's not gaining. He's not gaining any muscle. He just gains.
1: He just gets fatter. He just gets skinny fat, and he's like, he's always breaking out. His liver, kidneys are falling apart. Like, it's so sad. I can't. It's super sad. We'll watch. We'll oh, let's go to his channel. Let me find.
5: You don't even have to watch the video. Just go to the comments. It's like, um, yeah. Let me see if I can find it. Okay. It's one where he's talking about protein, and in the comments, people are like, "Your ideas of protein are not are not real." It's like that's it's not, not even protein, about... dude. A
1: papaya is not protein. There's, there's no protein <laughs> in banana, raw bliss. Okay. It's the it's the video where
5: it says sapodia. Brown sugar, fruit, mukbangs. Joia. Mm. So he's talked, someone in the comments said, the more uh, easy a, a uh, food is, the easier it is to get the amino acids.
1: <laughs> Sapa-Dia and it's like, sugar. what?
5: What are you talking about?
1: 20 minute video, let's see. Uh-oh, you've been blocked, Tristan. It's just, this happens sometimes on YouTube for me. But then it plays. Watch. Here, oh, if I refresh it. Oh no, you blocked. block. <laughs> this happens all the time. All these other open relationships. I'm
5: talking to Whitney. I'm talking to Whitney. Okay, Whitney.
11: Hello everyone. This is Austin from Rob Litz. Rob. I just got back from a two-hour bike ride. It was.
7: So much fun! I got a lot of sun. So much There's
1: fun. A lot of sun. You don't look like you got a lot of sun, man. This is. Oh, this is sad. Really good. Uh, he doesn't looks. He looks like he gained a little bit of weight, but it's fat. It's like had to had to have it. Uh, I work. <laughs> I don't know, man. Because I found I, I want to see him because he well. started
5: eating avocados and he started eating plant fat. So I think that's where this fat's coming. Before it was just straight fruit. Dude, eats zero protein. Uh, Look at his arms. I, uh,
1: his face. I can't. I, I, Why I is he frozen should. there? How long is he gonna pose? Like, I'm not. This is not paused. He yeah, just, these are. Um, oh, <laughs> there. That wasn't even paused. He just froze for like ten seconds.
0: <laughs> Pretty good. These are not. That, bro, say that.
11: Um, I don't want to laugh
5: because this isn't funny. But it's like
11: it has many names. This is uh sapodilla.
1: Or Chico, or Salo, or brown sugar fruit. He's like a 14-year-old, like right? I mean, it's like, it's like watching a 14-year-old.
12: This is, this is
5: shocking. Just trying like, to read some of the comments, because it's like, some people are really trying to help him out. It's just he won't listen.
1: Do you still stand by your plan that animal foods have no amino acids and only protein? He said that? The animal eats amino acids from plants. It is then converted to protein in the animal's stomach. We have the same process as a human. Oh man, I'm not an herbivore. We get amino acids from fruits and other plant foods. Yeah, I don't know. I this. It makes let's me, help. Let's help him, please. How it. do? You, how you can, can we him? Okay. I tried. He keeps
5: like, talking about these fruit people, like John Rose, all these other people. It's like you're not them. You don't know what they're eating. You don't know what you don't know what they're doing. Yeah. And doesn't John Rose eat eggs? Isn't John Rose eat meat sometimes?
1: I don't. I don't know these people. I don't follow these people. These like the, the the whole v. I like. I I really enjoy seeing the whole vegan YouTube movement just die. And I don't mean like I don't want to see any of these people suffer, right? I just mean like the YouTube the the overarching movement of all these vegan whacktivists on YouTube is is just dead now. Like they have the whole they've lost the narrative. The their narrative like what is their narrative even now? It's just attack it's just attack ex vegans and try and debunk God. <laughs> like it's like you're all on side missions and it's fucking hilarious and pathetic and none of you even care about animals. None of you are really doing anything. You're LARPers. Um, but it's like that that portion of the vegan movement, like all the fruitarian people and all these people who are just you know, it's just glorified eating disorder stuff. I, I can't stand those uh, that faction of it, right? Like the raw vegans and stuff. Like, How do you watch that and think else, dude? None. No, yeah, that's that's what's so, that's what's so disturbing, and I feel like a lot of the audience is just trolling too, and that's also disturbing to me. It's like there's people that are watching it and they're like demonically feeding off, like with Frank Defano. Like the, his audience will feed him delusions, and 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 just constantly feed this just to watch it burn. And it's just to me, it's sad. It's pathetic. Some people would just like to watch the world burn.
5: It's kind of what it is, man. Some people are like, oh, oh, you're, you look great, um, what are you eating, what are you doing in the comments? I'm like, what the?
1: That's what I'm saying, like, those type of people, I feel like there's just little, there's a lot of people that are just messing with them, messing with these uh, YouTubers.
5: I watched one of his interviews, he said he travels, basically he lives depending on the fruit season. (laughs) So, if it's good fruit in Vietnam, he'll be there, and then if it's good fruit in Malaysia, he'll be there. He just travels based on the on the fruit seasons.
1: Yeah, yeah it doesn't. It's ridiculous. It's freaking ridiculous. I, it makes me sad to see these people. I, I hope Austin gets well. But
5: But in that interview that of, of you and him and Dan and Drew Moore, Dan said, let's see you in a year and see how you look. And it's been
1: a year. And he looks relatively the same. It looks the same. It's like, dude. It's. I've had conversations like this with a lot of these vegans. You remember Goji Man came on, and we were talking. Oh, if in a year I'm not getting the results I want, then uh, you know definitely maybe uh, I'm not. I'm not vegan. Just being, I wouldn't be vegan to the detriment of my health. And it's like, I mean, I haven't watched a Goji Man video in like a year, anyways. But you know that I don't know. Are these people getting better? I hope so. I hope it works out for them. What annoys me. People like Rob Bliss don't bother me so much. I, I hate to see their audiences goading them on and and feeding off of these people suffering. It seems like a very parasitic relationship, but that could be. I could be wrong. These could be real people who are commenting and they think what he's doing is cool and great. Um, but to me, it seems, people. To me, it seems like people are just fucking with him and just uh, they want to see him hurt, and that's sad. But well, he says
5: that he he, feel he has all this energy. He feels great and. That's I know what that feeling is. That's that's when you're fasting and you have this euphoria of, I don't know what it comes from. I don't know what it's from, but you feel high, kind of. It's but he basically,
1: He's just high on preless. He's high on spiritual delusion. He thinks he's ascending.
5: Yeah, it's like uh, the closer you are to death, the closer you get to God. Basically, it's like yeah, I've been on fasts. Feel great before they die too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's just being, I got, yeah Yeah. Oh, I mean, I don't I – mean yeah, it's like getting closer to death because you're listening to all these demonic influences that are telling you to destroy yourself slowly or quickly depending on what trip you're on, right? If it's, you know, drugs and, and this stuff, then it's usually a quicker downfall. But this whole veganism, fruitarianism, fruitarianism thing is more like a um, – it's more like a slow burn. It's more like a slow degeneration. So it's like, yeah, they think they're getting closer to God, but they're just being fed on by, by all sorts of like – just spiritual parasites is what it seems like to me, but I, yeah, I, um, it it bums me out seeing some of these people, um, like the raw bliss and these these types who are just they're using it as a vehicle for their self destruction, and it's like it's their spiritual journey. It's the same with polyamory. It's like yeah, it's my journey. I just I love so much. I just want to like I love so much. I want to have like three boyfriends and like. Uh, I think it's so cool for my my child to grow up with like three dads who all uh, who all. You sound met. like fifteen people right now. It's, dude, it's like, I mean it's, to me it's like it 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 sucks. It's like it is frustrating because
5: I love all of them equally. Yeah. All of them. I have fifteen minutes with Chad on Wednesday, Thursday. Brett, he gets fifteen minutes of me, and then the Friday, Brad Pitt. I mean. The other Brad, he gets me for about twenty minutes, and don't be jealous. If he gets me five minutes more than you, that's just how my schedule is. Yeah.
1: Dude, it's it's crazy. Check it out, I found that there's a clip. I have this pulled up. We're gonna have, we'll talk more about polyamory on future streams, but we'll watch we'll watch this clip See, We gotta get the uh, we gotta have we gotta get the godfather up here.
6: In societies where psychedelics are not available, poor substitutes have, bo- have been put in place. These are stopgap measures to try to assuage and direct this, this virulent need of ours to addict to something. Well, when you take the tendency to addict to behaviors and cultural modes and so forth and weld it, to the demonic capacity of modern technology to produce more powerful drugs than have ever been known before and in greater amounts so that laboratories can produce literally tens of millions of doses of cocaine or heroin can be produced in rural laboratories in Burma or Colombia. And then you have a global... Transportation and delivery system that within 24 hours, can have this
0: done on
6: white. the street. Right. In and Frankfurt, you just imagine them shirtless all day in right. Tokyo. Uh, it means that we have to take hold of ourselves and realize what is going on. The dark side of ourselves, married to technology. Can just carry us to hell in a handbasket without any difficulty at all if we don't uh, quickly and radically uh, revise our relationship to these things. So uh, the, the issue, strangely enough, which lies directly ahead of us on the historical continuum, is in fact the issue of drugs and more broadly the issue of addiction. What we
1: are doing to ourselves. <laughs> this is like yeah. a sad music. I, th- I thought it was going to be about poly. It was. It's just about. It's just revising relationships.
5: mental machine.
1: <laughs> I was monogamous for fifteen years, and the argument that I used for it
6: was what I call the union argument, which is that you can go deep. In a monogamous relationship. It's an alchemical marriage. It's a fusion of souls and
1: the action of souls. <laughs> this guy, <laughs> Terrence McKenna, he, he started advocating polyamory and stuff. This dude died miserable and alone. Like, this dude, he had so many failed relationships where he just used his partners and stuff. It's just another one of these, like, new ager guru hippie types, the psychedelic, the psychonauts. A lot of these people start getting into these ideas. You know, exploring alternate ways of having relationships with yourself and other people too, and uh, and the dude died miserable and alone. I mean, it's just really sad, miserable and alone, with all sorts of broken relationships around them. Um, Bigot donated Let's five. Oh, sorry, we got a got a super chat here from Bigot donated five bucks. Says Creas en tierra plana. No amigo, no es importante yo, pero muchísimas gracias. Um, $5 super chat. Appreciate that. If you guys enjoy the streams, freaking support the dang streams with the super chats on the Streamlabs. I'll throw the link up there right now. Um, yeah, sorry Aaron. <laughs> no, I was going to
12: say that sounds like the exact opposite of what I don't want to do. Be Die uh, alone, miserable and alone with no real ties to myself. And that's where, that's where I've seen the end result of all that stuff going anyway. Mm.
1: I think that's why it gets pushed. That's why it gets pushed. It destroys families. It makes you uh, – your children are going to be raised by the state and it gets people used to this idea of just constant wishy-washy surface relationships that are either selected by them just like candy or even selected for them via social engineering, right? And that's what the future is. You're not going to be able to hang out with unauthorized people. All your interactions are going to have to be authorized by big tech if these people get their way with their fourth industrial revolution, roll out their great reset nonsense um, that, that is underpinning a lot of these social engineering threads that we see being woven into this, um, this dystopia. These people are trying to bring about a big part of this, of bringing in this brave new world situation is destruction of the family and the taking control of human breeding. And ultimately they want to have lab grown babies. And that's what this is all about. Getting Yeah, well that's
12: that's the that's the Babylon the Great, right? That's the that's the 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 many tentacles, many hooks that the you know that this wicked system sort of thrust upon us. I just happen to get ensnared by one but there's you know, hundreds, if not thousands, of different, you know, ensnares, whether it be music, whether it be T V, whether it be drugs, whether it be, you know, just random sex i you know there's there's so many hooks in the game that anyone you know you can get into the video games so it's just like i was definitely to the the thing that's sort of making me turn my ship around is knowing that if this if the whole world starts promoting something i gotta watch out i gotta i I know that i'm on the wrong side of history when the whole world is, is promoting something that we all know in our hearts is wrong
1: Let's hear one more Terence McKenna, one more Terence McKenna clue. It's the
12: monogamy. You're screwed and you have no fallback
6: position whatsoever. You're just hung out to dry. You're profoundly rejected and you have no recourse. So then I concluded, monogamy doesn't sound right. Well, then we move on to the more exotic possibilities. The underground agenda pushed by fashion magazines and all the slimy weasels in the cosmetic industry and
1: all that is menage a This is... This is pushed as the advanced experimental, far out into to be It up. Sounds like he became disillusioned. I'm not going to listen to his 14 minute uh, talk on all this stuff, but it sounds. You know, it's funny. Some of the, a lot of these guys, they do have valid critiques on pop culture and stuff, and that's why, you know, that's how they draw people in. But it sounds like, it sounds like he went through the ringer, just searching for all this, searching for the same thing, just look, using, using sex as a drug, uh, to try to transcend and try to reach the God that he actually rejects. Rather than um, you know doing it through realistic ways, real aesthetic ways, he decided to uh, to do this with all his um, all his drugs and sex and all that shit, and it just became. It sounds like it became empty to him. But um, yeah, man, I gotta I gotta wrap it up, guys. It's getting late. I think it's been like three and a half hours of stream, and we got we got all the all the favorite callers calling in today, except with Maddie Andrews. Withholding his toxic masculinity. He's gonna make us beg for his toxic masculinity back, I guess. But uh, yeah, Aaron and uh, Aaron Phoenix compilations. We got Jerry who was jumping back in, but we're ending there right now. Jerry, sorry, dude. I'm, I'm getting out of here, man. Um, any last words? Aaron, where can people find you? You got any, you got anything online?
12: Um, Not right now, but you could find me uh, on YouTube. Uh, just click on my name. Um, Aaron Big Black Dude. Uh, or Instagram, which would be Aaron underscore vision underscore. And I haven't really posted new content yet, but it's probably coming. I think, I, I think I'm going to return form.
1: Nice, nice. Phoenix compilations of the famous Phoenix compilations. All I got YouTube.
5: is YouTube, man. There you go. I got an IG, but I, I usually use it for like DMs and stuff.
1: Cool. Well, make sure to hit me up on IG so I can follow your IG account too. <laughs> I'll hit you up though, Tristan sounds good sounds good. alright guys thanks for hanging out um, we've learned a lot all you good global citizens out there thank you for the ones who've been supporting via the stream labs really appreciate that for supporting by liking it and thumbing it up um, let's see thank you guys for calling in Phoenix Compilations Aaron Jerry Jake Manuel we got a bunch of good calls today that was awesome I love these open line shows. They go for a long time, but it's well worth it. So, hey guys, we'll see you next time. You can find more at primaledgehealth.com. Become a member at primaledgehealth.com slash membership. Uh, Check out, we talked about the carnivore cookbook earlier. There's a link in the description for this one. Uh, We're going to do, we did our coaching. Did we do a coaching call? No, no, I think the coaching call is tomorrow. I think we're doing a coaching call tomorrow. You can become a member at primaledgehealth.com slash membership. There's a link in the description below. Coaching call is happening tomorrow if you want help dialing in your diet, whether that's for fat loss, gaining muscle, or just trying to improve uh, your mental clarity and acuity. uh, We can help you out. There's a bunch of really cool like-minded people in the forum as well. That's the best way to get coaching very affordably from us, becoming a member of primaledgehealth.com. If you become a member for one year... it it ends up being about 50% less than if you were to do month to month. So become a member, sign up down below if you want to get notified about these streams because YouTube sure doesn't do a good job at notifying. Uh, You can sign up for our newsletter and uh, there's a link down below where it says join our mailing list to get information. Uh, That's how you can get on the list to be notified for these streams. So we'll see you guys next time. I'm out of here. Later, guys.